ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This is episode 115 for the week of February 23rd, 2020, even though it's February 25th, 2020. It's a Tuesday. We usually record on a Sunday, but that's okay because, Will, you were ill. Yeah. Still not feeling the greatest. No, I'm uh, I'm surviving, but it's, it's, I'm not top notch right now. It's okay because neither am I. I woke yeah. up this morning with a really sore throat, and uh, you know what? We're here. That's all that fucking matters. Right. That's right. We're coming to you live from the Pro Talk Studios in, again, I, I think I said it last week, but is what's once not cold, then really cold, then not cold again, Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, it's It's been bouncing around. It's cra- kind it of has. crazy. It was like, what, 40 degrees or something like that today? Yeah, it got up there. Yeah. I mean, it feels good. Don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll take it. I'd rather have like 70 degree days. That'd be amazing. Or 80. Yeah. Or 90. Yeah, they're around the corner. Humid. Yeah. Let me, let me drink that air. <laughs> we in there all right um of course my name is josh aka jk fire and this week i'm joined by i mean i already said his name but it's it's the man in the halo world championship 2018 finals t-shirt will aka i am mr mayhem will how i already kind of asked but how are you doing <laughs> uh yeah i'm surviving Listeners, I'm sorry if uh, I am brief today, if my talks are not extended, trying to save my throat as much damage as possible. I'm going to try to do my best. In other words, you get to listen to me all the time. So uh, enjoy that yep. for as much as you hate that. It's it's going to happen. Um, hey, Will. Yeah. You want to know what's coming up on this episode? What do we got? On this episode of HCS Pro Talk, we have a CDL Atlanta recap because, yes, we talk a little bit about the CDL that's happening because we have a team, the Minnesota Rocker, that are there, that compete. They were there, and they did compete. They actually placed better than we thought. Uh, We have tournament announcements along with the return of a legend. We have the major HCS announcements, including a new organization and a new partnership. Those are big. We're going to talk about that soon. We have our tournament recaps, including our DreamHack Anaheim post-show. So if you, want to, if you want to join in on the discussion on that, be sure to stay tuned. We have Halo Infinite toy announcements galore because, you know, we don't get trailers for anything. We get toys. We get toys. We get toys. There's some damn good-looking toys, don't get me wrong, but they're toys. And then we have information on the Xbox Series X and the future of gaming. This is requested by a few people that we talk about this, so we have that at the tail end of the show as well. But before we get into any of that, it's time for COD and their games watch. So, Will, yeah, CDL Atlanta took place. Now, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm, I'm gonna, before I read this recap here, I'm going to lead you into this here because here in Minnesota there was a watch party, yeah, that took place, and. I'm not mistaken, Will. You went to said watch party. Yeah, I was there. How'd it um, go? It was fine. Um, the room was too small that they booked out. Okay. They probably didn't know what to expect. Hey, Will. Yeah. What was the name of the bar that you went to? It was uh, Billy's on Grand. Oh, was it? Yeah. Mm. Billy going to Billy's. Yes. yes. Got it. Yep, I was <laughs> there. Stupid joke. I'm sorry. Um. I- I had been there once before in my life, okay. and it was for Joey's 21st birthday party. Really? So kind of, yeah. Full circle there. So they, they have, like, 
So there's a section of the bar I thought it was going to be in where there okay. was plenty of tables, plenty of seating, but they had it in another side room. It was pretty small. Um, theories, one of the places I could have gotten sick, shove a bunch of gamers in a tiny room, everyone hanging out. Um, but yeah, so it started at 8.30 or 8.45 because our match started at 9. Yes. Um, in the morning. In, in the morning. Mind you, in the morning. Yep. Yeah. So um, the bar was open for anything. A few people had beers. Everyone else seemed to be drinking water. Pop. Some day drinking. Yes. Um, the first match kicked off. They had, like, they gave everyone raffle tickets, and they had some giveaways for some sweatshirts. Oh, that's and cool. some hats. That's really cool. Um, they should have mixed the hat up. There, the They had a hat that was the drawing where they drew from. Mm-hmm. They should have mixed it up better because um, they gave away – Six items, right? Okay. First one seemed random. Um, but then the second the second and third item they gave away together. Um, basically, it was the person sitting at the table behind them and then two people from the same table. So, like, they drew numbers that were very close together. Oh. So, like, you know, uh, so, like, it's everyone, everyone in, a, like, a tight area won the prizes. And then the next two items they gave away were another two people sitting right next to each other at another table. That's weird. So okay. it's like, I feel like they didn't mix up the hat. They just threw the raffle tickets on sure. in there and then just drew. Sure. And everyone that was in that little area won. Um, should so have been sitting at that table. The la- Yeah, <laughs> should have been. Uh, the last item they gave away was to the person who drove or who traveled the farthest. And someone came from Madison, Wisconsin. Wow. Um, a four-hour drive. Wow. So our... Um, That's a big haul right there. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. My guess is that he came into town and stayed with someone. Like, he looked like he was the age where he was going to college in Madison because it's a college town. Sure. They have, you know, University of Wisconsin-Madison out there, and he came back to Minnesota for the event on the weekend. Um, But then they also had, during the whole event, they had two um, place PS4 Pros with the thing where people could 1v1 each other. Sure. Um, I only saw a couple people play. But the funny thing is, is after so after our first match, the Rocker staff packed up and left. That was it. They left CDL on the screen for anyone who wanted to stay and watch. But the Rocker staff left after that. They packed up and went home. After the first match? After the first match. So 10, 4, like 10.30... They just up and left. They just up and left. Okay. So that's why I said the watch party was okay. Like, oh, yeah, I can understand that now. It was great. Like, the people there were excited for Call of Duty. It was, everyone was having fun. Yeah. Um, also helped that we won that match. It did help. Yeah. Um, they should have moved it to the bigger part of the bar, in my opinion, once they saw how many people showed up. But, um, yeah, it was all right. It was all right. I wish, one thing I wish uh, would happen was just... Yes, the staff was there. Yeah. And they did like the giveaways and they're like, hey, come play and do this. But there wasn't re- any real interaction between the staff and the fans. It was more just like announcements and they weren't like out mingling with people or talking to people about things. They were just there. That really sucks. Um, Midnight was there with her group, but they seemed to be very at their table, okay. just doing their thing. Um, I felt weird to try to approach and talk to them because it's like, it's one of those things like do they want to be ta- do they want to be talking sure. business when they're at this watch party right. or do they you know I just 
Um, so like they didn't make themselves seem available, I guess is the word I'm saying. Sure. Um, so I don't really know if they wanted to talk call of duty or our roster or whatever. Um, I was excited to be there. It was kind of a cool thing, but it was too short in, in my opinion. Okay. They, the staff should have stayed in my, if they're going to throw a watch party, like it should have been for the whole, like day, yeah. for the whole event. For sure. For the whole event. Yes. Yeah, like, for the whole event. They should have had that the two days. Out a little bit better. Yep. Rather than just the one Saturday we're here from nine to 10 30 and they packed up. Right. They could have done, they could have done two, like they could have done a giveaway both days. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, yeah, they definitely should have planned that better. I appreciate what they did by putting the event on, right? Like that didn't sure. need to happen. And right. They're trying to build this community, but it feel if it just felt too short for me, because me and, so Joey went with me and we left right after they're like, oh yeah, we're leaving. So it's like, oh, okay. So what's the point of us being here? We can just watch it at home. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So the other thing I'm going to say is that I wonder what's going to happen with like, um, what am I trying to say here? I wonder what's going to happen with the watch parties that you get with the season tickets. Oh yeah. Because weren't there, wait, no, not watch parties, but exclusive events, Mm -hmm. right? What are those exclusive events going to be? I have no idea. I'm yeah. I'm genuinely intrigued. I guess you could say you could reach out to them. I could. Reach out to them on Twitter. They're pretty responsive. They are. That's something I enjoy about them. Yeah. Yes. It's good. good. Um, what else was I going to say? Um, but yeah, for the 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 match, we performed well. Yes. It was fun to he- be in the crowd with everyone cheering. Um, but yeah, I just wish the event was longer. I can understand that. I can understand that. For those who are just tuning in, we're talking about some uh, CDL stuff. Justin, it's good to see you. Welcome. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you had a good day at work as well. Um, so, before we finish out the COD and other games watch, let's talk about CDL Atlanta that took place. Because, like we said, we talked about our team is there, Minnesota Rocker, and they played better than we thought. But there were other storylines that took place at the event as well. So, after action report, Atlanta phase do- uh, defend home turf, mutineer shock huntsman. This is by James Matone of CDL over at calldutyleague.com, and I quote, First blood, Pristini and the mutineers throw our cities and the huntsman overboard. In a matchup bubbling with anticipation, Preston Pristini Sanderson of the Mutineers faced, uh, faced his twin brother Alec Arcides of the Huntsman in the semifinals. This was the first time the brothers and longtime teammates had ever faced each other on stage. It seemed that the Huntsmen were finals bound, but that changed once the Mutineers ran away with a domination on St. Petrograd. Florida's victory had a massive impact. This was the first, this was the Huntsman's first loss of the season, proving that they are, in fact, mortal. Although they will not be competing at the Los Angeles home series, expect them to return to form at the Dallas home series later in March. Hometown bias, Atlanta phase up. Is it like what? That's their, yeah, that's it right there. Right. Phase up. Uh, On Sunday, they almost fell to the Minnesota rocker, but ultimately reached the finals after winning a close S and D on gun runner six to four. That was insane. We, we, for, we almost beat Atlanta phase, arguably top one, two, in the CDL. Yeah. And we almost beat them. Like, not to shit on our team, but we didn't think they were that good. Like, we thought they were okay. We thought they were middle of the pack. But we didn't think they were going to be that good. Turns out they're pretty fucking good. Although they skated by the rocker, they woke up and swept the mutineers back over the state uh, state line to send their fans into a frenzy. After getting only the most premium gas from critics, players, and coaches, the Atlanta Face proved that they were the true team to beat in the Call of Duty League. Bullet points. 
Welcome back, Minnesota. Even though the team hasn't played since January 26th, the Rocker played well and netted a respectable top four finish after making the Atlanta phase work for their spot in the finals. So close, for me, the big what-if scenario was the Toronto Ultra almost beating the Huntsman in group play on Saturday. They couldn't quite close the deal and were ultimately bounced out of the tournament by the Legion. Was that enough of a success to keep their starting five as is? Or will they shake it up again with their incredibly deep roster? And then Euro struggles. Both the Paris Legion and London Royal Ravens barely missed out on qualifying for the single elimination bracket. Simply put, both teams came out flat on Sunday, but both should still be considered serious playoff contenders. Challengers commendation. Atlanta's pro team wasn't the only success story this weekend. In the Call of Duty Challengers Atlanta phase open, presented by PlayStation 4, their academy team ran the gauntlet and emerged as champions. This win is huge for the Atlanta phase as they are the first team to have their path to pro roster win a Challengers event, proving their depth beyond the pro level. Now, I don't believe I saw the back-to-back winners of our event and the London event. I don't think they were at this one. I thought I saw a bracket and I don't think I saw them in it. I could be completely mistaken here, but I don't believe I saw it. But there you go. And then combat record, 13. The number of kills that Pristini racked up in a single life against the Royal Ravens in a game one of Hardpoint on St. Petrograd. It's the longest kill streak in the league thus far. If he did that in a public lobby, he'd only be two kills away from a juggernaut. Yeah, it's insane. Absolutely insane. He went off this tournament. He was playing unbelievably well. So with, um, you know, you said you were surprised that we had a top four finish. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering, so... From listening to all the interviews and whatever from the rocker on yeah. Twitter and YouTube, they said that when they had that week off, they didn't like, yeah, player like I know Silly went home to Vegas for a couple days or whatever, but they said that they were spent that time studying their competition, the Good. way they play, the way they move. Good. And it obviously I think it showed here that they learned how to handle phase and Chicago a little bit. They were able to hang with them right where other teams were showing that they just wouldn't, weren't able to b- before. Right. Atlanta um, was too fast and Chicago was too like methodical in their pushes and whatnot. Right. I, I might have a counter for Atlanta's fastness in my mind. Snipers. No, well, <laughs> just kidding. you know, like I wouldn't say snipers, but say the, like they're always pushing forward, right? Mm-hmm. They're always trying to move around. So why, like, it's kind of like if you take that from, like, say that it's a hard point match. Take the yeah. S&D approach. Let them take the hard point. Let them overextend, slay out, and then you take the hill. Sure. Like, that's my whole, I want to see if that would work against them. I'm, I'm curious. Maybe that's what teams are working on. Who knows? Maybe. Um, the other thing is, is that also in regards to those interviews and whatnot, they were talking about how much better they are on LAN than they yeah. are online. Yeah. And now... It, I have one event to base this off of, okay? Sure. But based off this one event, they played really damn well on LAN. Yeah. The fact that people were saying that Atlanta were coming out soft, right? They they weren't coming out as fast as they usually do, but we took them to a game five. We took them to a – we almost won yeah, that S&D. It was 6-4. Like, that's close. very close, right? So, I don't know, man. It's – I'm excited to see what this team's going to be able to do. I really am. It feels good to have, as long as they keep up with this practice and they keep up with the studying and whatnot, I think they're definitely a formidable force in the league. 
And it's, it feels good to have a Minnesota team that is a formidable force in a league. Sure. You know? Like, the Vikings are not a bad football team. They're not. They contend for playoff spots. You know, they they are normally in that wild card spot. But we normally get in the playoffs. Okay? It's just whether or not we win as soon right. as we get in the playoffs. So, I mean, we're not a bad team. The Twins have been shit. Timberwolves have better. been shit. Yeah, the Wolves, who knows what's going to happen. What about the Wild? Are the Wild good? Well, um, I think we're in our rebuilding phase right now. Okay. We had made it to the last six playoffs, six years in a row. That's not bad. Um, Well, we got. I think we got bounced in the first round each of those six years. So now we're sure. like, okay, what do we do to change up this team, to move pieces around? Um, we, How can we become a postseason team? Right. Yeah. Um, we've picked up a lot of young talent. Okay, so that's that good. Could mean over the next few years we rebuild into a better playoff team. Right. Um, Develop those young players. Yep. And we have, uh, you know, we traded one of our top players for a kind of question mark young guys. Right. Okay. So we we got rid of Grandland for this Fiala kid. Um, from everyone is upset when we traded Grandland away. Is Grandland expensive? I don't know. Kay. I don't remember his cap or whatever. Well, that's the thing. I wonder. Go ahead. Go ahead. But anyway, Grandland like was like one of our top goal scorers, top performers. This kid could skate. He was really good. Um, we ended up trading him for Fiala, and everyone was mad we traded him. Okay. From my point of view from following the team so much, Granlin was always injured going into the playoffs, right? You can't he, have that. So, well, how injured are we talking here? Like, he would be playing with, like, a fractured wrist or something. Like, you're not going to get your no, face shot off. No, that's, he, okay, that's he had, bad. He had, he had injuries left and right. Okay. Every time we went to the playoffs. And it seemed like he would play through them when he shouldn't have been. Right. So, anyway, we traded him away for Fiala. Um, everyone thought we had this really bad GM um, and in a sense he was, so what was his name? I'm totally spacing on it right now, but we had this GM that was really good at scouting, but bad at being like a manager, being bad at being, a like other facets of the, being a, a GM. Sure. He could, he was really good at finding talent. So he traded some of our top prospects away or top players at the time, Niederreiter, Granlin, um, just to, to name a couple there. And we got these guys in that were question marks. Like, no one knew. But Fiala's turning out to be really good. Awesome. Um, we had we got a guy in that one of those trades called Donato. And he's a very – he keeps moving his feet. He's fast. He's kind of a grinder player. Okay. He's going to get up and disrupt some things. I like where this team is going in the future. We kind of traded away old speed for new speed. And that's, that's kind of how I see it. Sure. Um, now, we do have some vets on the team. Parisi, I'm sorry, I'm going deep into wild here. Parisi, Suter, and uh, um, Parisi, Suter, and Koivu, which realistically at this point, Koivu is most likely going to retire. And then Parisi and Suter have long-term deals with us, but they have fallen off on the production levels. Okay. So once we get out of those deals, we I think we can really start building a new team and yeah, become a better playoff force. Does the wild ha- or does the wild does uh the NHL have a salary cap? Yes. Okay. So, uh goalie sniper just yep. posted, Granlin has a cap hit of 5.75 million, very cap friendly for a player of that caliber. So, he was not expensive, okay. so to speak. 
the reason why I asked that, and Justin probably got it, is uh, you can read that other one too because I don't know anything about hockey. Oh, Fiala has some potential though. A few years from now, we'll figure out if the trade was good. Exactly. Like he could be a star in a few years. I think right now he's overexpending. He's like too excited on the ice, right? He's overexpending his energy. And then when it comes to the third period, he's too tired. So he's like a puppy. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like it's like a literal puppy. Yeah. Like in a few years, we might find out if he uh, calms down and produces. Sure. We don't know right <laughs> it now. It just sustains his energy throughout. Uh, no, that's funny. The reason why I brought up the salary cap is because, as you know, with, with football, right, that's yeah. the thing that I more, more pay attention to is that with a salary cap, if you have a player that's costing you a shit ton of money and is not producing well, you try to get rid of said player. Right. Right. Whether by trade, whether by whatever means, you try to get rid of said player. You try to bring in some different talent that can bring that cap down and have better like better production in the future. Right. So I see that Gramlin is not that type of player, but I mean, hey, if you can bring in some young guns and you can actually like diversify your roster, then yep. hell yeah. Oh yeah, and then this year we traded away Zucker, which was another one of our fast guys. He was a good skater, he could kind of shoot. He wanted to be a sniper but wasn't um and we got a my mind's blanking right now. We got a player and then a, a prospect defenseman that could be, again, good in the future, and then a, like a first-round draft pick. Okay. So, again, trading potential. Right. So, Justin put, uh, new GM is trying to build his team. Give it three to six years. You guys will be back in the talks. So, yep. yeah, we did. Yep, we got a new GM. Everyone's trying to – he's trying to refresh the team. We just fired our coach out of the blue, too, obviously. He, <laughs> he is trying to build his team. It, that every, That's what it GMs happens, typically do. Yep, it happens every time. Yep. So here's my question: How good are the Jets? The Winnipeg Jets? I think they're pretty good right now. How good are they compared to the Wild? About better than the Wild, I'd say. Oh shit! Okay, never mind. I was gonna try to rub something in Justin's face, but oh. it didn't really work out. Thanks no. a lot, Will. Sorry. It's okay. I asked. It's not. It's not a big deal. Um. Well, that does it for COD and our games. Watch. Yeah, we went on there. And Sorry. some hockey talk. <laughs> Okay, I asked the question. That's all it was, you know? I just asked. Um, hey, Will. Yeah. It's time for some competitive news. First up, we have SWAT Nation announces birthday tournament. This is by SWAT Nation over on SWATNation.net. And I quote, You've been invited to the SWAT Nation Bubba birthday party. I don't know if there's like supposed to be like a, a like a like a tone to go with that or something, but like do you do, do you get it? You're trying to like voice it out in your head right yeah. now. Yeah, I don't know. I could see it being like a b -b 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 birthday party. There you go. Yeah, we'll do that. Whatever. Thank you. Whatever um, it wants to do. Awesome. So that's right. The month of March is special to us as we have four birthdays on the SWAT Nation team in a row. So this is how it's going down. Our attorney, our rules. Sign up as a duo and get a random duo picked from a hat. Not only that, but uh, some of us want to see you play our favorite maps while the others want to see you suffer. Ahem. <laughs> Zombie. So the format, it's Halo 5, it's a 4v4, you can sign up as a duo. Map and game mode, Zombie AZF, birthday is March 7th. It's a Halo 1 Mercy and Halo 2 BR Truth. Okay. Uh, Mark, Mark, I'm going to say Marcus. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that right? That looks, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, okay, sweet. I'm going to say Marcus. Uh, birthday is March 8th, Halo 5 Magnum, Plaza, and Halo 5 BR on Eden. Uh... Forest, birthday's March 9th, Halo 2 BR, Riptide, uh, and DMR on Plaza. That's going to be fucking terrible. DMR on Plaza. Dude, Oof. who the fuck plays Riptide? That map's terrible. 
I haven't seen that map in a rotation in Halo Five in so long. I don't even remember what Riptide is. Oh, it's it's a it's a remake of a. I mean, it's not a remake. It's a re, It's a different rendition of a map that already existed in Five, just like every other fucking map is. Okay. Yeah. Forgot which one it was though. Whatever. It doesn't even fucking matter. And then, uh, uh, Prof birthday is March tenth. So literally one after another's birthday. Yeah. Halo Five BR and Regret and Halo Five Magnum on Eden. I like the Halo Five Magnums. Jesus Christ. When is it? The tourney will take place on March 22nd at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Registration deadline is Wednesday, March 18th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard. Bracket will also be posted immediately after the deadline. Same date and time on stream after the raffle determines which pair matched with twi- with which pair. Raffle will be live on the SWAT Nation channels. That sounds awesome. All right. that's not, Yeah, that sounds like a good time. And you know what the other funny thing is? Uh, we were called out. Really? Well, yeah. Not called out in a bad way, but called out as in like uh prof put out um on Twitter that said I like I think he said I want nothing more than to see like everybody come out to this. Oh, uh, he wants us to compete. Yeah, he does. He <sighs> does want us to compete. You know, I we, this might be a good opportunity cuz we would be pa- paired with another duo. It is at true. Random. It is true. We could get matched with gods and like get carried. That would be amazing. Should we should we sign up? I'd have to check my calendar. We should, let's check our is, calendar. Is it a it. weekend? It's got to be. Uh, a it's got to be. Or it's the twenty second, right? It's got to be like 22nd. a Saturday or a Sunday. Twenty second sounds like I. I think I have something going on on March twenty second. It's a Sunday. March twenty second. Something. Sounds, you got a game? Maybe. Shit. We'll, we'll figure it out. All right, sweet. We'll take a look. All right. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Make them play breakout maps. They all quit. <laughs> does that mean we win? If we make them play breakout maps, does that mean we win? I'm down to give it a shot. Let's <laughs> let's convince. Let's go. Let's reach out to Prof and be like, "Hey, man, can we like can fuck we, all this stuff? Can we just get breakout maps in there? And you know what? Instead of actual SWAT weapons, let's give everyone SMGs." Oh no, <laughs> no! In other words, let's I, make a breakout. I'm just kidding. We're not, we're not actually going to do that. That'd be that'd be terrible. Um. All right. Next news story: New Halo Reach intramural, intramural league announced. This is by Zingor over on Reddit, actually. The Indie Gaming League will be hosting a new Halo Reach PC circuit starting in April 2020. Here are the highlights. Registration is now open on the IGL website, which we'll include in the Google Doc of the channel to the show. Check it out. Dates. April 6, 2020 to uh, June 15, 2020. Six weeks of league play and four weeks for single elimination playoffs. Using the MLG V7 game types and maps, it's best of five matches. It is PC only. Controlly, controller or keyboard and mouse are allowed. Time zone is based on EST, but anyone can join from any region. And there is no entry fee, and we don't have any prizes besides trophies on our website. It's all about playing and meeting people. Hope that some of you would join us for the very first Halo Reach PC League. About Indie Gaming League. Indie Gaming League started in March 2018 and runs online intramural video game leaks for Halo Reach, Mage Quit, Killer Queen Black, which I've heard is actually really fucking fun, Rocket League, Apex Legends, and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. They're focused on building a network of recreational video game leagues across the world. That's awesome. Came across on Reddit. I'm like, that sounds fantastic. Why not include that in the show? Next up, we have the Europa Halo League is back. It's back, baby. Woo. Oh, yeah. We'll run a 2v2 league for European Halo players that will allow organizations to pick up teams again and support European Halo once again. The Europa... Uh, double series registration is now live 
Only 16 pairs will qualify for the league based on seeding points from final positions and qualifiers. There are three. First qualifier is the 15th of March. Second is the 18th of March. And the third is on the 22nd of March. Qualifiers are free to enter, but teams that qualify will have to pay an entry fee to support the prize pool. Okay, so you can you can compete in the qualifiers for free, but if you get in, you got to pay. But it'll go towards the prize pool, so you could win it all back. You never know. There's a team in free agent list. Will's going to go through it later on during Roster Mania. Stay tuned for that. We'll see how well that goes. We're exploring a casual Division 3 for teams that don't make the top 16 teams, so make sure to get your team signed up anyway. And then... From Halo South Africa, hello South Africans, feel free, feel the urge to compete in Halo before Infinite releases? If we can get six to eight doubles teams signed up for a Halo 5 league, the amazing guys at Europa Halo will allow us to compete in a separate division with some of their support. That's awesome. So, if you're in the South African region, sign up. Do it up. All right. Will, are you ready for the big ones? Let's get into it. Okay, here we go. Sentinels sign Halo World Champions. This is by Sentinels over on sentinels.gg, and I quote, The Sentinels are excited to announce their expansion into the Halo competitive scene, as well as the announcement of signing world champion roster Tox Gaming. The core Halo roster consists of Team Captain Snakebite, also consists of Lethal, APG, Royal 2, and Royal 1, the coach. The team will be making their debut as Sentinels at DreamHack's Halo series in Anaheim starting February 21st. So, quote, We're thrilled to expand into a well-known competitive space, especially with an experienced championship roster. As an organization, we're always looking for opportunities to reach new fans within the gaming community. Tox Gaming has represented themselves as the best contenders in Halo and have an extremely consistent competitive history. They're a great addition to our organization, and with the upcoming launch of Halo Infinite, we're excited for the opportunities in the game and the team's future, end quote. That's from Rob Moore, the company founder. So, instead of doing a The Reflection Corner segment in the show, I'm going to ask reflection questions throughout some news stories here. So, my question for you, Will, for the audience at home. What does this mean for competitive Halo moving forward? Before you answer, Sims put out a tweet, and it states, Usually, like most other games, when orgs start to step into a scene before a new title launches, it's because they know about things we don't and know about things that are coming. This is a great start and sign. Now, again before you answer, going back to Tashi's five-year of HCS post that came out a while ago, he did state in there that there were he was talking with organizations leading up to this release, right? Was Sentinels one of those organizations? We don't know. But the fact of the matter is, I think there's a correlation here. Will, what are your thoughts? Well, it's great to see an org step back into Halo. That is a little bit more reputable. They have other teams out there. People know about them. They're not coming out of the blue. Yes. Um, this is, it's new territory for them. Yes. But yes, they do have other teams in other locations. I mean, when you, when you, if you're looking at Sims tweet and he says it's a great start or sign to things to come, I guess my question is, is, um, 
uh, I'm going to guess, I don't mean to be talking down to Sentinels, but they're a middle-of-the-road org, right? They're not like an Envy or Energy. They're not uh, what Optic was. They're not right. CLG, top of the top Correct. organization. Yes. Um, they're a growing organization. They're growing, yes. yes. They have, I'm, I'm hoping things to come in the future to make them top tier. And they're also, just to hit off that, they're also not as small as a lot of the smaller organizations out there that are like just starting out and whatnot. They yes. are like Will said, a kind of middle of the road organization right now in terms of reach. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So when I'm, when that type of organization picks up what is currently the best halo roster, it makes me nervous that we're not going to see bigger orgs come into the scene because the best roster that has the best reach, the most fan base it's already taken up. Now, if there is good money in Halo Infinite, orgs will come back because they want to make they want to make money, right? That's a, what a business wants to do. Absolutely. So, we did. We'll talk about it later. But we saw some other players make a splash this weekend. They could be, depending on what Infinite brings us. Maybe, what if the now Sentinels roster is towards the end of their careers. What if they're on the downslope now and these new kids are going to be the ones taking over? It, it's possible. I mean, it, I think it happens to everyone in time. You lose you lose your edge. Something, something just doesn't go right with a new game, new settings, new modes, whatever it could be. Um, and other rosters can, can climb above and then those bigger orgs can come in on top of them. Um, we'll... We'll have to wait and see what happens. I don't know exactly what this means for Halo. It could mean that bigger prize pool. I, I would hope with a new game, bigger prize pools are coming and a new um, scene with a whole new roadmap. If we really get that year-long roadmap, it'll be great. It'll uh, allow orgs to look at Halo and be like, these are our opportunities. This is what we can do. And it, it could mean good things for the future that orgs are starting to come back and Halo is going to be running uh, on infinite launch. Okay. What about you? What do you th- what are you thinking with this whole thing? So, I I made note of something that you said, like that you kind of asked was, are is this Tox roster kind of nearing the end of their career? Are these young guns going to come in? Right. I'm going to address that later on when we get to the DreamHack post show. I just want to type it out just so I know to come back to it. Okay. Okay. So, I think that something I didn't really think about was when you were talking about. If this organization picks up the best team, arguably the best team right now, right? Actually, not even arguably. They are the best team right now, right? This event notwithstanding, they are the best team overall. Sure. Okay. What does that mean for other bigger orgs? Because, I mean, if now, to bring it all back, Infinite's a brand new game, right? Now, it's, yeah, Infinite is a brand new game. There's going to be a whole new skill set to learn. There's going to be a whole new skill ceiling. And I think we're going to have a lot more competition in the space. But when you have these established pros, they're going to be the established pros for, I'd say, at least six months. And then then we probably see moves start to happen. Because then you have all the people coming out of the online stuff, like uh, these these organizations and these pro players paying attention to these young guns that are coming up, right? Yeah. So... I'd say for at least the first six months, that's when things kind of remain stagnant, I guess you could say. Sure. 
As for what other orgs come in, I have no idea what this potentially means for that. Because I think Sentinels are a perfect launching off point, right? Maybe we don't necessarily need Optic to come back, Envy to come back, all that. Maybe this would be an opportunity to have orgs that never did Halo before to come into this space. Because, like Sentinels clearly do, they see the upside to it in the long term. They like what they've been hearing. And the next news story we're going to talk about, I like what I've been hearing too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm also in the, I guess we'll just have to wait and see ballpark. Okay. Um, but yeah. And then Justin states, people starting to dip their toes in the scene to get in early and test the waters. Yeah, they are. They're testing the waters. Sure. I'm uh, I'm assuming now that Sentinels have signed on, if they are signed on for Infinite 2, they are. They're probably going to get the they're going to get the the information first on what events are coming up, what's going on, and they can really plan their business out. That's Well, that's the thing is that they say Rob Moore stated they're a great addition to our organization with the upcoming launch of Halo Infinite. We're excited for the opportunities in the game and the team's future. Yeah. So clearly they have to know they have to know the announcement that we're going to talk about next. And they also probably know about what's what this roadmap is supposedly going to be. Yeah. Now obviously Tashi said that the roadmap is still in progress, but Rob and, and Sentinels had to know a lot about what's going in or else they wouldn't they wouldn't bother. Yeah, to, for an org to jump in early, they have to have some information we have not received yet. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, we've talked about how Halo esports hasn't been at the forefront of esports lately. Um, this could be the perfect kind of ramping up phase where we see these not top tiers come in, but these these middle of the road middle of the road uh, organizations come in back into Halo. Yeah, and they kind of what if you know, what if Sentinels is starting to build their next, they're going to be the next optic. What if they are starting to right. get their name out there to pick up all these great rosters and then eventually be the next optic? I mean, it's possible. Every org has to start somewhere. Yeah. Right. Every org has to start somewhere. They have to start at the bottom. They have to work their way up. They have to get their fan base. They have to get their funding. They have to get whatever they need to get. Yeah. So they definitely, they already have a good amount of reach and this is probably only going to help them out. And to be honest, I really like the the white and red color scheme. Oh, their merch it's, is straight fire. It's been, yeah, it's really good. Their so, merch is straight fire. We'll have to see where this goes. Yes. <laughs> and then um, the other thing that I want to just touch on here is that it doesn't seem like Tox is really going anywhere as a brand either. Based right. off the announcement, it's it looked more like a collaboration than an all-out buy-in. Like, just like bought them out and being like, no, you're not Tox anymore at all. You're Sentinels forever and always. Right. It didn't seem like that in the announcement video. Is they kind of like put both logos together. Yeah. Yeah, the branding was like together. It was really cool. It was really well done. Yeah, I liked it but, a lot. Yeah. I'm curious. I wish we had more details on that. Same. So. Same. And who knows? Maybe more will come out in the future. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. All right. Here's the big, big one. So... HCS, an eSports engine announcement. This is by HCS and eSports engine. This, uh, it's a YouTube video. We'll include the, Google, uh, in the link in the Google Doc of the show to the show. And then there's a Halo Waypoint article. Here it is, and I quote. 
Back in November, as part of our celebration of the five-year anniversary of the Halo Championship Series in the official Halo Esports League, we revealed the first details of our vision of the future of Halo Esports. We shared our ambitions to put together a thriving ecosystem for all players, teams, and partners to flourish in, and our plans to release a full 12-month esports roadmap before launch, to name just a few. To build the greatest esports program Halo has ever seen, it will take a massive effort. However, we don't intend to do it alone. Today, we're thrilled to announce that Esports Engine will be the global management partner for Halo Infinite Esports. It is our mission to deliver the best esports program that Halo has ever seen in its 18-year history, and we couldn't think of a better partner to work with than the longtime Halo fans and esports veterans at Esports Engine. To deliver a message to the Halo community, here's a word from Adam AP, CEO of Esports Engine. Quote, we're extremely excited to work with 343 Industries as their global management partner and leverage our rich Halo history and 20 years of esports operations experience to help build the best program for players, fans, teams, and tournament operators around the world. From our experience running Halo for so many years and also being a third-party operator trying to make ends meet, now being able to help design a program that's something the fans want, something the players want, that's great for the teams, great for the other operators, it's super exciting to be involved in such a monumental project, end quote. Thanks, Adam. In their new role, Esports Engine have been integrated with the HCS team here at 343 Industries as we've been building out the program. Whether it's ecosystem design, format and league operations, broadcasts, and more. The Esports Engine team are equipped to help us fully realize our vision for Halo Infinite Esports. We are also very excited to work with the Esports Engine again, as they will take the helm at operating some key events on the roadmap to bring their nearly two decades of industry-leading esports event operation experience to Halo. So, it's time for the reflection portion of this. We speculated this to be back to be a thing back when Adam and Sundance announced their separation from MLG to form their own companies. How do we think this affects competitive Halo moving forward? Now, before we answer, Puckett put out a tweet that said, 17 years after hosting his first Halo tournament, the Ohio Valley shootout, Adam, leads Esports Engine into partnership with HCS. And Adam replied with, thanks, little bro. Let's get you back for some things, eh? Fuck yeah, get him back for some things. <laughs> get him back on the desk. Yeah, he was great. He was great at our uh, Minnesota Rocker event. Yes. I would, I would love to see Puckett come back. I want him back so bad. Um, I really do. All right. So what does this mean for competitive Halo moving forward? I mean. Great fucking things. It could. Um, hopefully uh, we have great grand events. And um, I think that's really contingent on what type of caliber of competition we have. Very true. Um one thing I noticed in his post, he did say, he mentioned leagues. Could we be getting an HCS league again? We could now, be. I believe there was not. So Halo 5, the league was literally just pro matches, right? What if we take what's going on in Call of Duty right now and turn this league into a tournament-based format every other weekend how exciting would that be for Halo with the, with the open tournament underneath it, right? Mm -hmm. So that way people can still show up, play these open tournaments, and there still be a league-based format somewhere. Now, I think the way we've heard the roadmap going before is that they want to keep the open events for Halo because that's what Halo was. Right. So I don't really know what the league par portion of it is, but we'll, we'll have to... Again, this is all... So this is all early information. We have to wait and see what these, uh, what's going to come of all this. 
And the other thing too is that so in this post it states we're also very excited to work with esports engine again as they will take the helm at operating some key events on the roadmap. So they will not be operating all of them. Yeah. They will be probably helping in some capacity with all of them. My my assumption is is they are probably working on the the design, right? Right. This is how you want to run everything through. This is how this is, you know, maybe we have a video board here. This is where we have teams come in, set up. It's um it sounds like they're going to be they're a production team, right? They are. Yes. That's what they're going to be. It's a production team, like facilitating the broadcast. That's that's how I see them. All right. Um so guess what? What's that? Well, let me get through these other two and then I have breaking news. Okay. Like I hinted at before we started recording the show. Yeah. It actually the tweet went out. So okay, it's about damn time. Uh, next news story. Esports engine announced job opening. This is by Adam AP over on Twitter, and I quote. Also, heads up far in advance. Esports engine will be hiring someone full time to play Halo Infinite all day and tinker around and forge to assist our comp ops team with trends and setting us up for event success. Ideally candidates and major pluses, former event competitors, forge experience, analytics background, project management experience. No timetable on when we will post it, but it will be something we do. So there you go. If you're good in forging and shit, then uh, get in there. And play infinite all day. It's a full-time job. All day. Sounds, sounds great. Uh, and then finally, HCS adds a new team member. This is by Div360 over on Twitter. And I quote, Proud to share that I have officially started as an Associates Esports producer for HCS. Looking forward to working closely with our partners, grassroots community, and competitive scene to build a Halo program that we are all excited to be a part of. Congratulations. Well deserved. And then, Will. So, uh, before we started recording this episode, there was, Mantra put out a tweet stating that, hey, there's going to be an announcement tonight. Stay tuned for the announcement. Well, an hour late, the, the announcement has finally come in. This is on their Twitter, at Mantra Esports, and I quote, own a piece of Halo Esports history. We are doing the drop at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight. Okay. So that's 9.30 our time. 9.30 Central. Okay. So in two hours. Two hours from now, folks, big drop happening. Be one of 96 to own an autographed hoodie by all four members of Team Mantra. Oh, wow. That includes Ace, Spartan, Boobadoo, and Falcated. Once they are gone, they are gone. So do you have to like, do you have to go to a site and buy them? Or they don't it, include is, a link or anything. Is so it a competition, like how no idea. This... They don't include a link or anything. One of ninety six. One of ninety six. Fuck if I know. Why not a hundred? I mean, yeah. If you like think 50? about it, there's four players, four hoodies, four colors. They could have just done a hundred. I'm wondering if they did do a hundred and then like the staff was like, Oh, I want that one. And like, Oh, here you go. Yeah. It's <laughs> just, it's <laughs> just four of them. Okay. Perfect. Or so that's, maybe that's probably what they did. Oh wait, but there's what? That doesn't make sense. What? Because of the coach. 
was to say maybe they gave one to each player, but then why? Like that would be their own autograph. And then what about Elamite, who's the coach? Even know. You know what I mean? Like sure. I, uh, anyway, I'm gonna stay tuned for this drop though. Yeah, it's how much do you think they cost? Ninety six bucks. Ninety six. Fuck me, dude. Ninety six dollars. <laughs> I mean, for a hoodie. I mean, forty to fifty would be. That, that wouldn't even be reasonable, but that would be expected. Forty to fifty would be expected. For I could a see like sixty to seventy five. Let's just do a hundred thieves type shit. Two fifty. Oh, okay. <laughs> I really do want to. They're autographed. They are autographed. I want to get a hundred thieves something when they drop. Do you see their new line? Their, their new line, yeah. What do you think? I don't know. I don't like it. Not a fan. No. I like I, the back of them. I don't like the front. My favorite thing was just the the plain white hoodie with the hundred thieves across the the chest was, part. The chest part. Yeah, it was so clean. Yeah, so minimal. I like their logo a lot. Not not the new one that they did with this with this drop that they're coming out with, but like their 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 normal hundred thieves logo. I think is really nice. It's clean. I like it. All right, Will. That's it for the competitive news. Upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Halo Esports needs. Shout out to you, Maddie. On Tuesday, February 5th. Hey, that's today. Wait, 25th. Not, 20, not 5th. 25th. Let me just add a two. Boop. Today. Um, it's the Why Not Be Reckless Halo 5 2v2. And uh, I, I don't know. It, it's probably going on right now. Most likely. That's a thing. Um, and then on Saturday, February 29th, we have the Pro-Am Series Halo 5 2v2, the Cranium Halo 3 2v2, and the Tourney Times 1v1 me bruh tournament. Check out links to everything in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. That's it for the upcoming tournaments of the week. Will I am. Yeah. Um, you want to you wanna tell the folks what's next? Not that one. <laughs> Rustermania! Oh, that was awesome. You know, Holy shit. Buttons. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> you know, we're doing it live. That's what happens. We are, um, we are in fact, doing it live. That so is a true statement. We have the Europa Halo Double League rosters and free agent list. Um, okay, here we go. I see what they did. You, you got it? Yeah, so we'll start off with the free agent list because that's what's showing up first here. Do it up. Um, we have Mr. T and Crumpets and uh, Sanart. That's that's it on the free agent list. Maybe they should make a team of two. They could. They could. Do you see how it's broken up now for what the teams are? You have to scroll a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of annoying. You know what? I don't understand this at all, to be honest. So there, there are two colored columns, right? Yep. Like the yellow and the red. Yep. That's so one of them has one player, the other one has the other, and they both make the team. Okay. Yeah, you feel me? I see. Okay. This could have been laid out a lot better. I'm just saying. Hey, you're open Halo. I'm sorry. You know, we love you and all that shit. I love you, but. Come on, man! Does it work better if I go. Uh, Ooh, oh, landscape! Hey, hey, landscape. hey, look at that! Okay, maybe it's not that badly not, designed. Not that anymore. bad. Okay, <laughs> I right, figured it out. Um, 
So here we go. First team name is Cartel GG. This includes Shady and Legends. So it's really cool. You can actually see they have the country listed where they're from. So both of these players are from France. France. That's, that's pretty cool to see. Next up, we have Jade Palace Warriors. This is Fireboy and uh, Macron or McCreen. They're from the UK. Uh, next team is Dinero GG. Uh, Precisionite is from France, and Mista is from the UK. Uh, no team name yet, but we have, is it Koso from the UK and LD Ricky from Sweden. Next up, we have Savior from Italy and Napidus 2F from Italy. Um, no team again. Uh, Fabe Speed is from Germany and Kimbo from Germany as well. Uh, another no name team, we have Eggs jo Joska from France and Kane Highwind 99 from France. Um, we have Legend from UK teaming up with Plumbus from the UK as well. Nice. We finally have another team name. It's Demonica, and this includes Viable Manatee from the UK and EU Jesus from UK. Next uh, no-name team is Snailed It from UK. I love that name. And Desire TB from UK as well. The next team is Shifty14788. There must be another Shifty out there. And Swiss Roll 88 both from the UK. We have Blood Cults and I'm Now from the UK. Uh, Nick Mister from South Africa and It's Boca from UK. We have Ferox and Alien NJ both from Germany. We have Ducky KG and Cerberus ZH both from the UK. Outcast and Deadeye from the UK. Double uh, XL and do we ever figure out if figure out if it's Linz or Lindsay? Uh, no, it's it, like we talk about with every roster mania. It's up to your interpretation. Okay. They're both from the UK. And then last team here is Linden and Bento BM, both from the UK. Nice. And I think that does it. Yeah, that's all we have for Ostermania this week, Josh. Sweet. Thank you for reading through those. Yeah. But you know what? You're not done. I'm not. Is there another? No. Oh. But you got to tell us what about the tournament recaps of the week, Will. All right. Let's go through them. Uh, first up, we have the SWAT Nation Don't SWAT Cupid results. In 5th through 8th, we had Hell's Demons. This was Band Bliss and Conspiracies. Lit. Oh, Conspiracies Lit. I see there was no... I thought there was you, a comment. You got it. You got um, it. Evelise and Chris Wolves. We had SWAT Truck, which included DeColatro. DeColatro? I don't... Uh, Haloette, Obnoxious, and 90s TMA. Team Cupid's Rampage, this was NSG Serial, Heavenly, um, Hoax Factor, and I Dream Queen. And then Infinite Lovers, Rockets Babe, Eli Elite, Madam Carnage, and then Ryan2525. In fourth place, we had Romantic Advantage. This was Warrior, Merle, Winter, and I Blood Reina. In third, we had Some Like It Swat, which was Zombie AZF, Nafberger, uh, FP is it FPS Tilmatic or 
still Matic, either way. Um, and then Janelle. In second place, we had one night stand. This was Minx, Envor, Mage, and Dorito one two one. And in first went to or first place went to SWAT Date, which was Rach, Gold Star BR, Mrs. Audi, and I Tripnotic. Bracket will be included in the Google Doc at the show notes of the show. Yes, it will. Next up, we have the Europa Halo Double Down Special Results. In 13th through 16th, we had Faber's team. This was Faber and Zock. We had Doxylora's team, Doxylora and C. Centro. Doodler's team, which was uh, Doodler and EU Assault. And in first boss, or first boss was Uber, Nick, and Neil. 9th through 12th, we had Ultimate Halo, Fletch and uh, Tommy the Krogan. Rubbish Esports was Metalizer and Mr. Teen Crumpets. Spiteful's team was uh, Spiteful and Skill Thriller. And then... Um, huh. Arbory S... I don't... Are you, are you looking at that one? Which one is this? The last uh, 9th through 12th place team. <laughs> nope. I fucking... When I was typing it out, I'm like, dude, I can't. Wow. It's A B E R Y S T Q Y A M B Y T F T H. I said that like <laughs> um, Ambeth. Okay, so last is Ambeth. Yeah. Uh, either way, it was Viable Manatee and Evil Pander. Please, please help me out. Someone time. tells me like when they're making their team main, they just looked at their keyboard. And they're like, you know what? I have hands. I wonder what happens if I just go ba ba ba. Maybe and that's what popped out. Been a- you know. In fifth through eighth, we had Explorers, which was Awachi and Akipo. Dora should have been on that team. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, nice Meester's team was Nice me- Nice. Oh, I can't talk. Nice Meester and Savior. Doodles included Looney and Robber's Daughter. And then Double XL's team was Double XL and Zuh. And third through fourth, we had Europa Halo, which was Kaolin and Precisionite. We had A4D, which was Wonder Boy and Jimbo. Second place, Batchford's team, Batchford and Speed. And in first place, uh, Squashy's team, Squashy and Legends. Next up, we have the all-access Halo League preview results. Let's get into it. We had Hype and Positivity, which was, uh, this was seventh race teams, by the way. Bunny Waddles, Type N, and Don't Want No Smock, and then, or Smoke, and then BB Blacksmith. The next team is Beanbag Boy, or Boyer. I don't know. There's an R on the end of there. Um, this it's included you. Reaps, Icon, Four Later, and Seize Glory. In fifth through sixth, we had TSS Esports, Segbura, Aurora Jorialis, Next Scion, and God Goku 9000. And then outplayed, potentially, Too Heavy, Intra Gravity, and then Flurry. In fourth place, we had Divine Domination. This was. Zumas, Kronos, Noble Capote, and Sika. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. I know. He, I was uh, thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh my God, he's coming back. He's, he's back. They're coming back. In third, we had Intuition, which was Pyretic, Corel, Guitar Hero Dude, and Demons. In second place, Team Cracked, which was Simply Fear Me, the Gold Star BR, Neuronical, and Eurasian. First place went to Mocket. You may have heard of them before. Looney, Shady, Mista, and Legends. Again, bracket will be concluded in the Google Doc at the show notes of the show. Go check it out. It'll be concluded? Included. <laughs> you know, I'm... 
It's okay. You're getting over sickness. I'm doing okay. I'm you're, doing better you're than fucking, I You're killing it right now. You are absolutely killing it right now. Yeah. I'm trying. And that's all we got, Josh. Okay. Are you ready for the next segment? I am. Which means it's time for our topic. And our topic is not other than the DreamHack Anaheim Post Show. Because you know what? DreamHack Anaheim took place over the weekend. Yeah. We watched some Halo being played. Some competitive Halo being played. Uh, so, before we get into the results and the stuff, here's event information PSA. This is by Robin, who works at the event. Okay. Quote. For those of you who don't already know me, I'm Robin, and I'm the product manager for DreamHack Halo series. We are once again very excited to be working alongside 343 Industries to once again host the competitive Halo community, this time in sunny Anaheim, California. While DreamHack have operated quite a few console events, PC events are our bread and butter, and we're here to help make the Halo community first PC event as smooth and fun as possible. Largely, the tournament flow will be the same, but there are a few key differences that we wanted to make you aware of. First, Extra admins. As this will be the first time the Halo community has competed at a large-scale event on PC, we have decided to enlist the help of extra admins with PC experience to help ensure a smoother event overall, particularly in the open bracket area. We will be there to answer any questions, help troubleshoot any problems that might arise, and of course, administer the tournament itself. Team communication. PC events for other titles typically leverage the software TeamSpeak to allow players and coaches to speak to each other. The Halo event at DreamHack Anaheim will be no different. There will not be any mix amps to plug your headsets into. Instead, you'll plug them directly into the PC and will chat using TeamSpeak. Each coach will also have their own PC with TeamSpeak installed. That being said, we will still run with mix amps on the main stage. Main stage setup. Traditionally, Halo events require that each Xbox console's HDMI feed is converted and piped directly into the broadcast. The games run at 60 FPS on console and therefore are easily compatible with standard broadcast equipment. However, on PC, we know players prefer to play with uncapped frame rate, but capturing the PC feeds directly causes a compatibility issue with the broadcast equipment. We wanted to avoid forcing players to compete at 60 FPS, and so we performed extensive internal testing on software and hardware solutions, and even reached out to other esports partners to help brainstorm. We are excited to say that we have found a solution that players and players will be able to compete using uncapped frame rates. More on that later. For those interested, there will be two feeds coming out of the PC's graphics card on main stage, one for the player monitor and one for the broadcast. The feed for the player monitor will be set to allow for uncapped frame rate, but the one for the broadcast will be set at 60 FPS so that it's compatible with the PC equipment. In our testing, this is the lowest risk solution to allow for a smooth player and tournament experience, but we will still be monitoring feedback directly from players on site. More on that later. Check in on site. We don't care about that because the tournament's over. They were opening the doors an hour earlier. That's all that was happening. Sweet. Groups and seeds. Let's talk about them. So, from the qualifiers, Group A included your number one seeded Sentinels, previously talks Gaming, your number eight seeded Status Quo, and your number nine seeded Scandinavian Vikings. In Group B, you had number two seed Infinite, number seven seed Falling Esports, and number 10 seed Lux. In Group C... You had the number three seed Mantra, the number six seed RBG Esports, and the number 11 seed Antimatter Gaming. And finally, in Group D, you have the number four seeded Unlimited, the number five seeded Incognito, and the number 12 seeded Clockwork. 
So let's talk about the results and then we'll talk about like what happened during the event and all that, all that fun stuff. You know what I mean? Well, we'll took a step out, you know, he's still not feeling the greatest. He's got to get back in the groove. It's difficult. I don't blame him. My throat fucking hurts. But as we always say, the show must go on. So for the FFA results, in eighth place, you had Very Nerdy. In seventh, you had Decliner. Sixth was Vital. Fifth was Eli Elite. Fourth went to Hyperotic. Third place was Reaper Life taking home $500. In second place, you had Article taking home $1,500. And finally, in first place, you had Diagram taking home $3,000. But that's not like the cool part, right? So FFA is obviously awesome, and you have a winner come out of it, which is fantastic. There's prize money, which is cool, right? But the really cool part about this FFA was the player who won it. Will, did you hear about this shit? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So, Will's back, by the way. Oh. Um, I guess. The FFA winner diagram, Andrew Lopez. Yeah. This is from Tashi, but it was also in, like, the last game interview, but I just yeah. included the bullet okay. points here. Yeah. He decided last minute to play. He wasn't actually going to play in the event at all. He was going with a friend, but his friend, like, you should compete. Okay. Yeah. So, he, he, was a, he decided last minute to play. Since he went with a friend and didn't even intend on competing, he didn't have a controller. So instead, he went to Target to buy a controller. Yeah. So he just bought a controller, standard, decided last minute to play. He slept in his car over the weekend. Yep. And he won the FFA. He won the whole thing. It was crazy. That is insane. Good for him. Congratulations to Diagram, man. You're fucking awesome. That is awesome. All right, and then let's get into the 4v4 results. So I was telling the audience that we talk about we we go through the results first, then we talk about the overall event, how we think things went, match up, so on and so forth. Cool? Okay. Okay. Is that good? Sure. Okay. So the 4v4. From 17th through the 20th, we had unorthodox gaming, including Colec, Floppy, or Floppy. We don't know yet. This was my turn to screw this up. Swish and system stats. We had Invincible, which was Black Halo guy, employee, gun type, and Judah. Project Crimson included Common, Monoxide, Silence, and Rhino. And then Impact, which included Adrenaline, known as Phenom, Obnoxious, and Other Person. In 13th through 16th, we had Clockwork, which would Busta, Costa, Faker, and Logi. Or Logi? Logi? Logi. Yeah, sure. Like Loki, but Logi. All right, I got you. Then Scandinavian Vikings, including Crossman, Hercules, Catchy, and MC vs. Arbiter. We had Guardians Gaming, which was Dren, Phasal 1, Phasal 2, and Queen. I misspelled something in here. So let me just change that. And then Swagger Like Us, which was Hunter JJX, Thrust, Tragic, and Winter. In 9th through 12th, we had Antimatter Gaming, including Filthy G, Name, Rob the Turtle, and Triton. We had Status Quo, including Arcanum, Flame Sword, Jimbo, and Squalli. We had Unlimited International, which was Moe's, Flux, Respectful, and Tapping Buttons. And then RBG Esports, including Blaze, Gabriel, Gilkey, and Goofy. 7th and 8th, we had Falling Esports, including Commonly, Hysteria, Neighbor, and Sabinator. And Minotaurs, including Ares, Munoz, Rami, and Shele, both taking home $1,000 apiece. In 5th through 6th, we had Lux Gaming, which included Kratos, Dinoxide, Straight Sick, and Suspector, and Incognito, including Pistola, Neptune, Renegade, and Saiyan, both taking home $2,000 apiece. In 4th place, 
we had Team Infinite, including King Nick, Rain, Reliable, and Ryanoob, $3,000. In third place, we had Sentinels, APG, Lethal, Royal 2, and Snakebite. They took home six grand. In second place, we had Unlimited, Dead Zone, Penguin, Eco, Stellar, and Trippy, $10,000. Therefore, the winners of DreamHack Anaheim 2020 are Team Mantra, including Ace, Boo Boo Doo Boo, Falcated, and Spartan. They took home $25,000. The bracket and VODs will be included in the Google Doc of the show to the show. Let's go over some stories here. First up, I just included this because it was a big deal to me. And it was, it happened to be the 15th anniversary of this series that aired on television. So Boo Boo Doo Boo put out a tweet and it was an Avatar Last Airbender reference yep. because they all like Team Mantra had four different colored jerseys mm-hmm. or hoodies or whatever. And like there was, yeah, it was red, blue, black, and white. The elements, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was fucking awesome. And he even put it like air, earth, uh, wind, and fire. Or air, I mean, air, water, earth, and fire. Yeah, he put them on there. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. I love you, boop doop Yes, thank you. So, um, Sentinels. Yeah. They lost eight straight games for the first time ever in a tournament setting. Yeah, I was shocked. That roster. I was shocked. They lost 4-0 to Mantra in the winner's bracket finals, and they lost 4-0 to Unlimited in the loser bracket finals. They got rolled. Holy shit. Yeah. Now, Tashi, I love you, man, but he put out a tweet and he asked, like, what do you think went wrong with Sentinels losing and so on and so forth? And I'm like, why the fuck did you tweet that? It, it, the, the the Sentinels players came out and said they, they just had a really bad day. And, like, it, it happens. Yeah. Anybody can have a bad tournament day. They just had a bad tournament day. Sure. That's what happened. Um, That's why I said earlier that they're not, like... You don't think that's... You know, when I said... when I You said you were going to come back to the... Right. Are they on the outs? Right. But, I, but when I said that they are, like, the best team... This yeah. event notwithstanding, right? right? They are still the best team overall. Yep. They just had a bad day. And but yeah, going back to your question, like going back to your question, is is the Tox roster or Sentinels roster nearing the end of their lifetime? I don't think they are. Lethal was born in 94. Yeah. Right? They're younger than us still. Right. But when you look at most of Oh yeah, the there's a ton of young talent, yeah. They're they're the older roster. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, they have a lot of gaming ahead of them. Yeah. But I'm wondering how much longer can they remain at the top? It's kind of, it's shocking that they've lasted this long in, you know, the C-sport. So. Sure. Um, all right. And then the next part. So Ace to Elamite to Ace. This is from Elamite on Twitter. 12 years ago, my brother coached me during my 2008 national championship win. It's nice to be able to repay the favor here in 2020. So, yes, you're hearing that correctly. Mm-hmm. Ace, Elamite's younger brother, coached them in 08. And then uh, Elamite was able to coach Ace's team, Mantra, at this event, and they won. And it was like, that's how awesome is that? 
What the fuck? That's so cool. Oh, my God. I love that straight ripping roster back then, too. That's so good. Um, and then finally, Spartan and Falcated's first major event win. This is from Spartan on Twitter. It states, eight years ago, I started my competitive Halo journey. January 2015 was my first pro placement at UGC St. Louis and Halo 2 anniversary. February 2020, I, f- I finally lifted a trophy. I can say I won a LAN. We fucking did it. DreamHack Anaheim 2020 Halo Reach Champions. And then this is from Moses. Congrats to Spartan and Falcated on becoming one of only 88 players to ever win a major 4v4 Halo LAN. 88 players. It's kind of crazy. That When I read that, because, I mean, I've been following this for so fucking long, that is not that many people at all. Because it's, it's, it's been the top talent at the top for so long. It's just so crazy to me to, to be a, to have it put to a number. That's that's all it is. It's just it's so crazy to me to have it put to a number. I can't believe it. Yeah. Um, to see the emotion come off these guys, too, when they won. Yeah. That was great. Like, I feel like Halo needed that. Like, someone else was so passionate about winning that tournament, and they just they let it all show on stage. And Spartan cried. He did. He did. He legitimately cried. It was amazing. What's up, Lord Relay and High Tech? Welcome as well. Thanks uh, for joining the live chat. Yes, it was it was insane. Um, couldn't couldn't have our predictions were dead wrong. Yep, but I couldn't as be always. I couldn't be happier to have our predictions be wrong. I agree. I was. I agree. Uh, yes, I was so fucking happy to see them win. They they absolutely deserved it. They were they played <sighs> unbelievably well the entire weekend, and they were one of they were one of the two teams to four zero mantra. The other one was facing off against them in the grand final. So yeah. that's absolutely insane. So unfortunately with me being ill this weekend, I didn't get to watch a lot of Halo. Okay. Um, just looking at the screen and the movement made me nauseous. So yeah. I laid there and I listened. I had the stream playing. Unfortunately, they don't always say like the player they're watching is moving here. It's doing this. Like they just kind of talk over you know, you hear the big plays. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes they, they talk about the teams while plays are going on. So it's kind of hard to imagine exactly what everything was happening. Um, but from what I heard, Boo Doo had some six snipes with the jetpack. I have some games to talk about. Oh, you do? I do. Do you want to get into I them? took some notes. Go, go ahead. I will wait. No, no, you're fine. It's going to be hitting on the, some of the stuff you okay. talk about. You, you go right ahead, and then I'll come back well, to this. Well, the last thing before we go into that. Sure. Um, unlimited. Yeah. They did not play well during the first part of the tournament, no. I was told. I heard. Um, it wasn't until the last half of the tournament that they turned up. I found out, uh, I don't know if anyone heard the post-game interview, but they didn't have a coach. And Hoaxer ended up coming on. and like they, Hashtag just a coach. Hashtag just a coach. No. Um, you know what's funny? After the event, he liter- he put out on Twitter, hashtag, like literally hashtag just a coach. Nice. Um <laughs> But, yeah, they were like, yeah, once we had a coach to tell us weapon times and power-up times, that's when we were able to take advantage. Yes, they were. So, I mean, f- don't don't be afraid. That Just a coach, that's that's nothing to scoff at. No. Like, to be a... Just an amazing fucking coach yeah, is what he exactly. is. Exactly. He turned that team around the yep. at mid-event. Yes, he did. That's, that's crazy. I just... Props to Hoaxer. Absolutely. Props to, props to Hoaxer. Um, okay. Matches here I want to quickly talk about. Mm-hmm. Pool play. Infinite going up against Lux. Okay. Game one was CTF on the pit, 5 2 to infinite. Game two is Slayer on countdown, 50 to 48 going to infinite. Okay. Close game. Yeah. Game three was King of the Hill on Nexus. It was 250 to 134 to going to infinite. But 
King Nick did a fantastic job staying alive for his teammates along with a great weapon juggling play in order to bring a power weapon to a teammate. It was him. He was able to basically solidify them maintaining map control because he he had both power weapons and he realized that, hey, I'm not going to be able to do a lot with both of these. Yeah. Let me bring... He had, he had snipe and grenade launcher, and he was he was juggling them to a teammate, called out to his teammate, being like, "Hey, fucking do this!" And he was doing a phenomenal job just staying alive. If he was, he would get shots on somebody, and if he got low, he would just dip away, be like, "See you later. I'll come back way later. Don't worry about me, dude." And you would never find him. Like the enemy would never find him, and he just did a great, great, great job. Um. All right, and then this, it, we'll talk about this piece later. But okay. Mantra versus going Matra going up against RBG. This is again in pool play. Game one, King of the Hill on Nexus. 250 to 223 going to Mantra. Mantra came back from a 75, a 75 point deficit late in the game to take the lead and eventual win. Bubutubu solidified the win with an extermination at the very end. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um game two was Slayer on Zealot. It was 50 to 45 going to Mantra. Pretty fucking close game. While incredibly back and forth between both teams and what looked to be a turning point for RBG when Boobadoobu caused his teammates to spawn flag when he shouldn't have, it was actually Mantra who was able to hold their ground and take the win. Again, this is a very, very close game that happened. It was all because basically one play that it almost fell apart completely for them. All right. This was insane. This is what you were basically just talking about. This is game three. This is CTF on Sanctuary. It was 3-2 going to Mantra. Boobadoobu had sniper sprees. More than one. More than one. Ace had killing sprees. And Spartan had multiple triple kills. But it all only equated to one flag cap in eight minutes. RBG then decided to stop playing incredible defense for some quick offense and a flag cap of their own. They answered back immediately. They talk about they talk about um uh counter caps all the time, mm-hmm. especially in reach, how how kind of really easy they are to get. Yeah. And that's exactly what they did. It took eight minutes for Mantra to get their first flag cap of the game. It was 0-0 all that time. And then RBG had numbers, and they just took it for the second for their first flag cap as well, tied up. So Boo Boo gets another jetpack and some fresh rockets to set his team up for another cap, making the game two to one in favor of Mantra. RBG attempt to quickly answer yet again, but this time they're stopped just short of a flag cap. Like right there. Being returned from the and it got returned from their flag ramp. Not even remotely phased. Blaze and the rest of RBG make another immediate run, tying the game 2-2. It was right after that flag got returned. They're yeah. like, oh fuck you, go back for it, come right back. And then Mantra then able to keep the momentum, winning the game 3-2 in the series 3-0. Boo-boo, Dubu, and Spartan both had 40 kills that game. That's just crazy. Holy fuck. Fuck. All right. And then the last thing I have here in bracket play, because I didn't take notes for like the final series when I should have, but that's on me. But Sentinels going up against Incognito. Game two was King of the Hill on Nexus. 205 to 203. So it went to time. Okay. Wow. Incognito won. But Incognito down by over 50 points heading into the final minute of the game. A minute is 60 seconds for those who don't know. Down 50 points, so it's 50 seconds, right? They were able to hold the final hill for nearly the entire minute, leading the team to a 205-203 to finish. Uh, that's crazy. That It was 
unfucking believable. So, yeah, yeah, it's nuts. And then, oh, you have more. There's more. I got one more. One more. Game three was uh, CTF on Sanctuary. It was two to one going to Sentinels. So while it was very back and forth and coming down to the end of regulation time, Pistola of Incognito was nearly able to tie the game to bring it into overtime. But unfortunately, due to a flag run stall and all teammates falling to Sentinel members, Ola was unable to get the final flag cap. Regular time expired and the game along with the series went the way of Sentinels. I'm telling you, if you go back and watch the VOD of this game specifically, if Ola wouldn't have stopped moving, he probably would have got it. Like he could have just kept running. He probably would have. It was so close though, because his teammates were dying all around. Yeah. But it looked to me like his teammates were dying near his base and he was already near the halfway point, which makes me believe Sentinel members were in ring two, which would be devastating because he probably could, he probably would have been stopped, but he did stall near the halfway point and didn't move. And I'm like, shit, because if you, well, there's, yeah, there's two trains of thought there though. Is I know you, you wait for your teammates to respawn and slay out while you have that flag. Right. Or you keep pushing and try to get it closer to them. Right. And the problem is, is that you only have so much time because regulation's just about to end. Yeah. And it was, it, I, I mean, obviously the series went in the way of Sentinels, which I mean, you can't, it is what it is, but Ola was so close. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, man, if he would have kept going and he didn't stop for that few seconds that he actually stopped. Oh man. I, some, some part of me thinks that he actually could have made it happen. Yeah. Is there anything you want to add about the games themselves before we move on to the event as a whole? Well, let's, um, going into the final two matchups. Yes. Um, God, I I don't know reach that much. So I don't even know the map, but there was a, a point where. It was uh, Mantra versus uh, Sentinels. What game type was it? Capture the flag, maybe? Was it Countdown? Is that a uh, map? Yeah. So Spartan had Rockets bottom, kind of bottom mid and Jetpack, and he went all the way from bottom mid to, to the, the top of the, the three levels of what it is and took out like two two to three Tox members with, it, with Rockets. It was just crazy. He was able to... Uh, the counter caps were back and forth all the time. Sentinels members. Did I say Tox? Yeah. It's okay. I, I actually think Clutch said it on stream he as did. well. They were they were constantly messing up. Yeah. It was, from what I heard, yeah. They were saying Tox, Sentinels, back and forth. But you know what they didn't do? I didn't hear anybody call Penguin, Penguin. I always heard them oh. be called Dead Zone. Um, up until the final three matches, they were calling them Penguin. Oh, really? Lot. Okay, I heard Dead Zone a lot. Um, so. I think... Someone finally like stepped in and was like, "Hey, it's got to say dead." I don't know what, why the name change. I want to know why. I don't know either. Uh, I like Penguin a also, lot. I like Penguin too. Also, Maddie joined. What's up, Maddie? And he says, "Will describe us how the map looked. Was it gray?" Oh, uh, yes. For for those who for those There's who don't get it, it's it, it, like basically every reach map is gray. Yeah, it's upsetting. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. Just another it's, reason why a reach sucks. Woo! Josh is not a Reach fan. I'm not. It's okay. The game is okay. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. I mean, competitive Halo is always fun to watch either way. It is. And this this event was incredible to watch. Except if oh. there weren't a couple things to talk about. Sure. Let me... The, Go ahead. 
the final um, thing is I was, I was so shocked that Sentinels went down the way they did with the eight games in a row. Unbelievable. If you, you never if you, see that happen. If you look at a lot of those games, they lost it in the last couple minutes. They lost those those maps in the last couple minutes, and that's usually the opposite of what they do. Usually they're the ones that clutch up in the last minute, take the lead, and go home the winners. Yep. Um, I don't know if it's Reach itself. You said They said they had a bad term, tournament day, um, but when they're that good at what they do, I'm, I don't want to just say it was a bad tournament day. Like, they... It's it's usually not luck for them, right? No. You might have an off day here or there, but usually on Championship Sunday, they're the ones clutching up and doing everything right. Right. They're one of the teams that put in the most practice out of anybody. Uh, yeah. So they're and expected I, to perform at the highest level. And I think Unlimited got in a hot streak. Mantra oh, yeah. showed their talent and with what they were able to do in reach. Um, I was just shocked to see Sentinels go down the way they did. I think even Ace said that he didn't ex- like he was blown away by how well they did over the weekend. So, yeah. Anyway, you want to get into the the broadcast as a whole. Yes. In other words, the negatives. So, <laughs> first and foremost, this is nothing against DreamHack and its staff. This is nothing they could have done. Absolutely nothing. So, let me just get that out of the way first. But there was a four-hour Xbox Live service outage delay, and it was devastating. It was rough. Now... There were games that were still going on during this four-hour delay. You may be asking yourself, why? Because it had come out that if you were already signed into a live profile and the open bracket, you know, I think the open bracket matches, um, they, they use static tags. Yep. So they never had to be pinging the servers to verify that like they're online and whatnot, so they never had to deal with it. Yep. They were able to continue on no matter what. But when you're on main stage, nope. So there was a four-hour delay for main stage. Four hours. Now, let's talk about something that they could have handled, that they could and should have done better. The breaks. The content during the breaks. It's something that we talk about all the time. When it's a not an HCS official tournament, there are always these issues with lack of content during break times. Always. So, how do you break up that monotony? How do you do it? High Tech was also was uh, stating that it'd be cool if they did previous broadcasts of tournaments. It'd be cool if they did montages. I agree 100%. Now, I don't know the logistics behind all their shit. Okay, but why some other people also suggested why not like have submissions for clips? Then you can play the clips. Yeah, it probably gets stale after a while because they probably only have a certain number and they replay the same things over and over again like we've seen previous fucking times. It's annoying as all hell, but have something. Um, sure. I was something just popped in my head. And the fact that this is DreamHack staff putting it on, it's UGC staff putting these tournaments on. Usually, they have other games and other prior other things to focus on as well. Like they're they're putting on the tournament, yes, but it's not designed to be just a Halo broadcast. They're broadcasting Correct. many games. Correct. There's probably not a person designated to finding Halo content. 
and it also might be barred by HCS owns the broadcast of the past tournaments. You're not an HCS event. No, you can't use this. Now, they are grassroots. Maybe that's, hey, grassroots, help me out by getting me this content that I can use. But I think when these other... um, these other uh, tournament organizers, organi- yeah, organizers, yeah, are putting these on. They're, it's not like Halo is the only thing, right? So going going with that, right? Why not? Now this would be like, okay. The only reason why I'm suggesting this is because there was literally nothing else on the stream except a camera on main stage with the lights going back and forth. Yep. For four hours. I don't fucking want to watch that. So my ask in that circumstance, and again, you can't plan these things, right? You couldn't have planned this to happen, which again, I'm not blaming them for that. I'm blaming them for not having content up while it was happening. So DreamHack, multi-tournament event. Why not host or have another stream up of another tournament going on at DreamHack you own that. Yeah, they could have done that. And then just have like a graphic up saying that Xbox Live services are having an outage. DreamHack Halo will be back when services go back up or whatever. Just yeah. have the graphic static on screen at all time and just have another DreamHack tournament going on so I don't have to click away. I have something to watch. It's fucking unbearable. Like I had it up on the TV that we have here. I had it up for four hours. Just on. I was waiting. I'm like, obviously I had other shit to do. So I had other things to occupy my time, but like, come on, man, do something. That's tough. So, uh, Oh, chat's going. Okay. High tech redneck says in the live chat, I've seen HDS do these player interviews that they post on Twitter. I don't know why they don't play those during a couple of minute breaks. It's literally content that they've already created. All they have to do would play it. Yeah, sure. Get it out there. Yeah. Um, Mark owns your face says, man, four hour outage. I fell asleep before it got back up and running. Uh, it was fucking terrible. Me as well. Uh, <laughs> it was fucking terrible. It's so bad. Uh, Maddie says it's a good idea, but I'm pretty sure 343 wouldn't have that. But why not? Why not build their brand? It w- wouldn't have what? Are we talking about the interviews? I don't know. The interviews or the... Maybe it's because it's a Halo... I think you were talking about having oh, other games. Sure, sure. And they wouldn't like that because it's not a Halo-themed thing. I or can or that. Microsoft. If sure. it was Gears, maybe maybe highlight Gears, right? Um, Got either it. Way, Thanks, they, Maddie, for the clarification. Yep. That's what he said. There yeah. we go. He's perfect. perfect. I can. Yeah, that's. It's just. It's just so fucking unfortunate that. I I don't know. Like, why, why not work with them? Right. Like, why not work with, three four three and be like, hey, do you guys have content that we can put up in the case of something happens? Always have that contingency plan. Yep. Plan right. B. Always have it. No matter what. And no matter what, always have your plan B. And probably a plan C and D as well. Sure. Fuck it. It's better to be overprepared than underprepared. But that's the thing, though. When you're talking about DreamHack, they're not going to have, like, they they just, they're putting on, I feel like all these events are meant for the people that, like that are there. All of the organizations, all this stuff, DreamHack, um, even when we went to the, the CDL, yeah. they, they had content during the breaks there for us that wasn't shown on stream. Right. Would have been great to be on stream. Why not? So in their defense, this is a very slight defense, but in their defense, 
those breaks are much, much shorter than they were like typically for Halo events. Are you talking CDL? Yes. Yeah, but now in 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 DreamHack's defense, the normal breaks, except Friday, the normal breaks on like Saturday and Sunday were two to three minutes apiece. Right. In not which bad. case, no, you had your countdown, and when you came back, they were talking and whatnot. Sure, it would have been nicer to get into the gameplay, but you weren't being held on a break screen for too long at a time. But they, not in their defense, though, they also kept going back to breaks. Like, oh, we're going to get into the series. Oh, never mind. Here's a two-minute break. One thing that, so, Championship Sunday. You going to talk about what Shyway did? Yeah, Shyway yeah. was like, get hyped. Are you hyped at home? We'll be right back after two minutes. It's like, oh, why get people cheering if you're not actually going to play the series? Because something tells me he was just talked in his in his headset, being like, like ap- during or after his getting hyped speech, that, hey, we're actually going to go to a two-minute break. And yep. he probably thought, damn it. Yep, I would agree. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's would, probably he, what he happened. He wouldn't have usually done that. Yeah. Um, but still, two-minute break. Like, they had – it's – I know it's CDL. Like, when we're going back to our home series and the two-minute breaks, like, the content they played for us at the show was, like, Minnesota rocker content. But why not if you're having a home series and you're, like, they're – they're marketing it. Like tune into the Minnesota Rocker Home series on. Yeah. Why not have that marketing for that team to build that hype? And then you could have marketing um that plays for the first half of the season when we're going to every single team. And then in the next half, like, what if you're you know, you then you replay like, oh, Minnesota beat um what team is aches on the gorillas. Yeah, and, fuck aches. And you play that like kind of uh, rivalry before the matches and, sure. and build hype. Like there, I feel like there's so much content out there that's not being utilized to build these brands. And you can do the same thing with Halo. Like if, when uh, when we have established teams and infinite releases, I think we just need this overall. We need the content to carry the storylines. Yes, and it's not happening. No, and, but even in we can say that it's CDL. Like we have the YouTube videos and people posting stuff, but there's not a lot of content that that creates and drives storylines. It's just not at all. The during the tournaments, we're seeing the matches, we're seeing how things shake out. The casters try to bring up the storylines during the tournaments, but there's nothing else driving it. I feel like there should be more. Right, and that's why. Like, so let's go through chat here for a, a hot second here. So okay. Mark states, and they tweeted out, "We'll be back shortly." And one hour, one hour later, they weren't back. Yeah, they did that quite often. And then um, he also said, Friday night sucked, but I thought the rest of the tournament was good. It was short breaks, yeah. so I didn't mind no content during breaks. Absolutely. Maddie agreed. The two-minute breaks didn't bother him. Um, Justin said, I'll set up for montages. And then High Tech states, yeah, that didn't really bother me neither. Would have been nice to have some kind of content, but I'm usually just playing games myself, and it's not like I'm stuck watching Countdown. That's true. That's true. And then... Uh, Justin states, or even asked the players if they could have dipped in the con- uh, into their content in an emergency. Lots of these players are pumping out content, like streams and whatnot, right? Yeah. yeah. And then Maddie stated, it'd be dope to see highlights of the teams and players before the match during the break. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, and High Tech agreed as well. The other thing I'm going to say is, is that this is another reason why I'm so excited for Infinite to release, right? Because it allows not only the, the organizations to do more content, but it allows us to do more content with the show. What I mean by that is look at call of duty, right? Look at call of duty folks. They have their, um, they have their other shows that take place during the season. 
Like during the Call of Duty World League seasons, they had other shows where they broke down players, right? Yeah. They broke down rivalries. They talked about whether or not they think a player is going to do well, where what roster mania is going to look like because they had deadlines on those types of things. Would be crazy to have that in Halo Infinite, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it just it, it gives us that opportunity to make that type of content as well, to focus more on the players themselves once we have established rosters, established players competing within the scene, so on and so forth. And then Maddie says, Overwatch does the same. It's one thing Activision does well. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, it's it's crazy. But in you know, if it go ahead. I know like if it's if that that is Activision, but if it works, steal shamelessly and make it work in your own way. Yes. Like Yes. Now, they have multi-million dollars of funding behind them. They do. That's not to say we can't get there either, right? Uh, yeah. Halo does have a long road, but it's not a road we can't travel. Correct. Absolutely. Um. Okay. There was one other thing I wanted to point out because people have been complaining about it a lot. Uh, and actually, you know what? I do technically have a piece of the reflection corner. Okay. Because I found something. Okay. So... The, stu- the 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 screen tearing on stream. Okay? If you want to know what the screen tearing was, it was the game. It wasn't the stream. It wasn't your fault. Okay? It was, it was the game itself. They didn't play with V-Sync on. Okay? You don't play with V-Sync on in a competitive shooter. You just don't. So they played with V-Sync off and, as we talked about earlier in the segment, uncapped frame rate. Due to the monitor's refresh rate, being set at what it is and the game outputting probably more frames than the monitor allows, you have what is called a screen tearing effect. Okay. The stream that we see at home was capped at 60 FPS. Therefore we see screen tearing. There you go. We were going to see it. Some players were talking about how they did not see it on their games, mm-hmm. but it was it was due to the game that was causing the issue. That was that was the problem. Just giving everybody a heads up. So there was nothing you could have done. There, we talked about earlier how uh, Robin stated they didn't want to cap the players at sixty FPS in the game itself. So they thought they found like a happy medium to uncap the frame rate, turn VSync off. Do we know what refresh rate? I think monitors. it was 144 hertz monitors. So could you have just turned VSync on because you're going to get the 144 frames? Nothing, you know, it's not going to help you to go above it, right? I mean, maybe a little. So there, there is added latency that's introduced when you turn on VSync. Sure. That is the that is the one real downfall to to adding VSync, like to turning some, it on. There might be some latency. Yes, and sure. the problem is if you in a competitive shooter, any sort of latency could be a disaster. Sure. Right. So they purposely have it off. Um, yeah, just know it's nothing you could have done. It was, it was the game itself. That's that. Um, but it it was moderately annoying on the stream to say the least. They'll say that. Um, okay. Shall we do a quick piece of the reflection corner? Oh, Oh, Okay. Oh, wait, is there anything else you I, want to say? I'm I sorry. That was the ref- I thought that no, was. that was not the reflection corner. Okay, what else you got? Do you, well, let's let's say this. Is there anything anybody wants to talk about before we end on DreamHack Anaheim? Anything at all? 
Will, you have anything you want to say before we end uh, DreamHack Anaheim and go to the Reflection Corner and move on? I'm happy Montreal won. Glad to see them uh, take home a W, be able to lift that trophy. Um, other than that, I was, I like I said, I didn't really get to watch much of the broadcast, so I didn't see any of the screen tearing things. Okay. Um, it was just it was it was an exciting Sunday to see two teams burst forward, knock out Sentinels, and really have this like, oh, who's actually going to win the finals? Right. I agree. Um, Marco on your face states, I'm glad someone other than Tox won. Well, they're Sentinels now, Mark. <laughs> We know what he meant. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just giving you shit. But yes, I agree. Uh, Mantra absolutely deserved it. It was fantastic to see. And then, all right. It's time for the Reflection Corner. All right. Here we go. Well, what do we do now? Moses put out a tweet that states, unpopular opinion. If they can't fix the screen tearing, they shouldn't have another reach event. The viewer experience was nauseating. Shout out to the players who put out uh, to put on a show and performed at the highest level. We'll have to deal with that nonsense. So there are a lot of replies to this tweet. And then like David Sandman replied with, what would you like to see before infinite? Moses replied, tough to say because we don't have a lot of options. I'd be more than fine with a break until E3 when the infinite beta comes out. Let's, for the record here, state that there is no confirmation on an infinite beta nor a time frame for said beta. His words are all speculation, okay? Uh, They did did a great job keeping HTS alive until this point. No need to force another event if the beta is three months away. And then is a 25-team event worth it? So David replied with, so there's going to be an infinite beta when the new console isn't out yet? Or are you thinking they'll have an Xbox One slash PC beta? And then... Lethal replied with, Infinite will be available and playable on Xbox One. David replied with, gotcha, that makes sense. Now, other people replied with, now, I don't think this is going to be a beta. It's going to be the, the flight because they're going to be flighting Infinite. They've already said it. They've already yeah. come out and said it. Yeah. And the other thing here is that flighting, you're playing on a potentially much older variation of the flight than what is actively being worked on and developed. Okay? Yeah. A lot of the times, it seems like those flights are designed um, to find new bugs that they may not have been aware about so that they can go back and fix things if they are still broken. And then Batchfruit states, uh, ah, stop calling it a beta. It's flighting, which means it will consistently be updated. Regardless of what it is, it concerns me how close to launch the game will be flighted and how much our feedback will actually change the final product. It's a greater. It's, I, I like that a lot more. Yeah. Um, so, here's my question. Yep. What now? Do we have another event or do we wait? Well, I think it all depends on the release of MCCPC. Okay. What games come out next? Um, nothing's been announced for Halo CE. If we get Halo, lights going well, really well though. Yeah. If we get if the if there's hype surrounding that when it finally releases, we could see some Halo One tournaments. Um, it does that is that popular enough to bring back people bring people in? I'm gonna say in the grand scheme of things, and Silas has talked about this in our Discord. Join the Discord if you haven't already. Uh. <laughs> 
No. No? Okay, so then what's next? Halo 2 Anniversary. Do you think that comes out before... I think it would before Infinite releases. We're, we're talking... Well, their late. plan is to release all of them before the end of 2020. Right. So, but yes. If that, that might be the plan, is it a reality? Right. Well... We'll have to see. Here's the thing, though. Halo 1 had already been on PC before. Yeah. They've already made a lot of progress on it. It plays well. We're going to talk about the flight later. So, I think Halo 1's really close. Is there... So, you don't... But you don't think there's enough excitement to do a tournament? No. Okay, what about no. Halo 2 Anniversary? What yeah. about when that comes out? Is there there's a there's enough of the community that would want to play in an H2A tournament? There's enough of the vocal community for a Halo 2 Anniversary tournament. But then you could get a lot of those. I mean, when we look at the ba- the past 5 years of the HCS. Yeah. We did have H2A. Yes. So maybe a lot of those players would come back and compete sure. on PC again. Imagine. That's where Spartan started. Yeah, maybe he could maybe this is the start of Spartan's run. Reach we get an H2A tournament that Spartan just dominates in. And then leads right into Infinite. Leads right into Infinite. Okay. I think H2A could be fun for people. See. But then we get back to Halo 3, uh, releasing on uh, PC. Yep. And we already had Halo 3 uh, when MCC first launched. Does that kind of make a comeback? Maybe, maybe not. Um, I don't know. But I, I just, it's it's we're in a weird state where it's like, do we go back to these older games or do we just wait for infinite? So there was I'm trying to find that Moses tweet again, because lethal replied to it. Here we go. Okay. Lethal replied with, trust me. I agree. LOL. I played and loved halo three as much as anybody I've ever met. And even, uh, even I was over and done with Halo 3 around DreamHack Dallas last year. I'm too mentally beaten down from what, uh, from the weight so far to even try and waste energy brainstorming how to navigate the rest of the weight. What? So basically, he was done with Halo 3 before it even... Before it was done. Like, he didn't want to do that anymore, and he, he basically didn't want to do Reach at all. But it was just something to compete in. Sure. And after after Anaheim... I heard I saw a lot of people come out and be like, I fucking don't want to touch Reach ever again. Yeah. And others are saying, Oh, Reach ain't that bad. Like, no, Reach is fucking trash. Moving on. Um <laughs> Maddie states, I'd like to see an H two A event if it's released in a timely manner. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I think that could have something fresh, something new. And then you're also like always when when three releases, you're always gonna have the people out there be like, Oh my god, Halo 3 is on PC. We need to have a Halo 3 PC event. No, we don't. I'm wondering if I'm really excited to see Halo 3 on PC because aiming with a mouse, if you're moving, you're like, is are your bullets, since they're projectiles, going to be more precise because you can kind of tune that mouse or fight the recoil? Well, you still have to aim your, you still have to lead your shots. You still have to lead your three. shot. Yeah. So, like, I'm curious at how that's going to play out on, I don't know, a mouse. It's a good point. It's a good point. We well, also have to lead your shot in one. So, oh, yes. And I felt that. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? Here's what we do we had reach. Uh huh. We skip H1. Oh, no. We had 2A. We skip 3. I knew we it have a Halo 4 tournament in before Infinite release. It's never going to happen, Josh. You can keep dreaming. You can keep dreaming. <laughs> It's okay. It's, I, I agree that it's never going to happen. You know what? I've come to terms that it's never going to happen because I don't fucking care. It's fine. 
All right. I'll go sulk in my corner. I'll play Halo 4 Social like a loser. All right. So do you think we get... I don't think we could run a tournament off of flighting. No. So Not with there's prize money involved. Hell no. So when Infinite starts flighting, there might not be a beta. We might not have an Infinite competition. Until, until Infinite releases. Yeah, that's... I'm fully... I think that's what's going to be happening. So would you rather... Would you rather... We still have these grassroots tournaments yeah. with these PC builds. Sure. Or would you rather just... We're done until Infinite. I don't want to be done. I really don't. See, yeah. It's... We... Not just because we do this show, right? We we like to have things to to talk about, okay? It's not because of that that I don't want us to, that I don't want events to stop until infinite. The reason why I don't want events to stop until infinite is because I like watching competitive Halo events, mm-hmm. and if you stop that, what the fuck is anyone going to talk about? That there's nothing going on and we're a dead community. That's what I feel like is going to come out of that. Yep. And then everybody's going to go, well, you asked for it. You told them you didn't want any infinite. You didn't want any tournaments till infinite. You asked for this. I didn't fucking ask for this. I confirmed H4 event. <laughs> Justin, thank you. Um, I want them to do one tournament per game leading up to infinite. That would be, Mark says that. That would be, sure. Yeah. At this point, sure. they've done Reach. Why not uh, Halo CE, H2A? They're kind of just, they're having the staggered releases, so it could just, that could work out perfectly, and then that would give us an event every few months like we saw last year. Right. Leading up to, now the thing that sucks is that we just don't know. The Halo community has been shouting, it feels like, give us stuff ahead. We are tired of planning one month in advance to yep. try to get to a tournament, which is completely understandable. Exactly. And I know that, I feel like it's this way now, but when we're talking about a year-long roadmap, that's that's going to be it. They just need to continue that. I'm going to throw this out there, too. People have said online that, oh, wait till Infinite, and that way you can focus all your time and effort on Infinite. Well, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Who put this tournament on over the weekend? DreamHack. Was it HCS? Is is DreamHack HCS? Not officially, no. Is, Dream, is DreamHack Esports Engine? Oh, they're they're separate. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a completely separate team, right? You, yeah. Oh, so you're telling me that they're not w- wasting their time on having a separate tournament organizer running their own tournament? You're, you're telling me they're not taking their time away. I mean, from, I, get where, I get where you're coming yeah, from here, but I mean, they're grassroots, so they have some involvement, right? But they don't. It's not like the whole HCS esports team, right? Is there. Right. Therefore, why the fuck do we have to stop? Yeah. I get it, guys. I complain a lot. Okay? I do. I get it. I complain about breaks. I complain about lack of content on the stream. Blah, blah, blah. But the fact of the matter is we have tournaments that are taking place, and I like watching competitive Halo tournaments, and I don't want them to stop. I I agree. Because if you think about it, we are... Oh, my God. It's... Almost the end of February. So we have March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Potentially nine months 
because I think it's coming out in November, but we have potentially nine months, eight or nine months until infinite releases. Eight or nine months. Can you think about that without a major event? That would eight to nine months. Will It'd be too long, way too long. That's two seasons. Yeah. It's literally two seasons gone <laughs> without an event. Oh my God. Uh, Maddie states, get one more in before flighting, then have an infinite invitational before release. So, Maddie, like Will was talking about, though, the, the question remains, would that infinite invitational be on the flighted build? Or would that be on a much later build that's, like, the release product? I feel like they could, like, have the invitational be, like, the beta Okay. And then, like, after the invitational, hey, everyone, go join the open beta or... Released... Okay. So, Maddie states released product. So, my question is, though... Okay. I think... I would love it. Don't get me wrong. I would love that. The only thing in my brain that I can think about right now is the logistical nightmare of showing off the the fully completed multiplayer before the actual release date. That's the only thing I can think of. Now, now, okay, before you before you type away, Call of Duty betas. Yeah. They're basically the same game. Like, they're basically the finished product. Right. Or, or they are the finished product. What they just call the, it a beta. What about the Gears 5 thing that happened? Wasn't that a full show of the multiplayer before release? It was. I sit corrected. It it hyped me up for, for Gears, to be honest. I and Look I, where we are now. I download, well, yeah. It's the first... Gears game I downloaded because it looked fun. Sure. It could bring it could bring interest in. All right, you guys can type oh. away now. <laughs> I said corrected. No, that's a good point. I, did, I forgot about that one. Yes, that was the show-off of the competitive. That was even the show-off of the competitive aspect yeah. before the game released. Yep. So I guess they could do that. Yeah. Um, High Tech Redneck states, I assume that they, I assume like they did the MCC Invitational. That was the actual product, I think. It was just before it was available to the public. Okay, perfect. So we had two instances of it. It can work. It just has to work. Well, as far as any DreamHack events, there's Dallas in May, Montreal in September, or Atlanta in November. Uh, So it looks like Dallas or nothing. Hopefully, I just want something, man. I really do. You you also could have UGC put things on. It's, It's an organizer that's in grassroots, just saying. And you know what? They put their heart and soul into their events. Absolutely. There's nothing to fault there. I just hope to God that they get their qualifier shit figured out. That's all I'm going to say. I have nothing but love and respect for them. They put on incredible events. I just hope if it is UGC event that their qualifiers are top-notch this time around. That's what I ask. Will, shall we move on? Yeah, we we spent a a long time on the topic here. Well, and the reflection corner. Yes. So that's it for that. It's time for some regular news. Halo Nerf Guns Revealed, and yes, the Needler is one of them. This is by Matt Elfring of GameSpot. So, I'm going to condense this down. There's three weapons that are coming out. It's not Boomco anymore, it's Nerf. Nerf teamed up with Halo. Cool, right? That's fucking awesome. The three weapons are a rocket launcher that looks like a pistol. It's weird. Oh, okay. It looks like a pistol and has two like rockets in there. It's fucking weird. 
Just so is it like the, it's it's a it, mini variant. That's what's okay. supposed to be. It's so supposed it's, to be a mini variant. It's like the normal rocket launcher, but it's in a pistol form just to work with Nerf. Yeah, Got sure. It. That's or exactly. Are what we it looks getting like. a pistol? No, we're launcher. not getting a pistol rocket launcher in Infinite. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my God! Moving on, and then we have um, a Needler. This is another mi- mini one. There's my Boomco one. You got that for me, didn't you? Yes, I did. I'm sad. Yeah. Look at that. No more Boomco. Buy them while you can. Bo- so yeah, the other one's a Needler. Both of them will cost 10 bucks. Okay? Okay. Then there's the big boy. The big boy is the assault rifle. And uh, it's 50 doll hairs. I assume you're going to purchase this for some reason. Oh, obviously. You know why? Well, yeah, because it's... Because it comes with an Halo Infinite weapon skin. Which means, of course, it's time for the next piece of reflection. Oh, so, no. so this basically confirms that weapon skins will be back for infinite. What are your thoughts on the microtransaction aspect? Because it is also basically confirmed without them right. saying it, that microtransactions are in the game due to a job posting, job posting yep. way long ago, which we talked about. So what are your thoughts on microtransactions being back in the game? <sighs> Not a fan. Honestly, not a fan. But I understand if it's non-game altering, you know, if it's not... If it's just visual stuff. If it's visual stuff, if it's not pay to win, if you can earn in-game currency to pay for said microtransaction stuff as well, please let me work for it. I don't want to just have to buy things to buy things. And if it's not too long to get something. Yeah, yeah. Because honestly, to get some of like the booster packs, like coughing up half a million rack points that's that takes a while to work that's, for that's a long time. i feel like maybe they expected people to playing be playing halo 5 longer and more f- frequently than huh. happened wonder what happened there because like the, the whole system right progression system ranking up to 152 yep getting these rack points it took a long time it, it did. took a long time to do and yeah i hope they shorten that up in infinite agreed um, if Chad has any information on what they think about the microtransactions in Infinite, let us know. I'm going to move so, on. No, on that Nerf oh, gun, though, on the Nerf, Nerf AR, it Nerf. looks like there's a scope on the top of the AR. Okay. Does that mean we're getting a little scoped AR rifle for Infinite? I don't know. These are based off Infinite weapons, so. So I was I was curious. I'm wondering. I was wondering if anyone else saw that. Who knows? So, Speaking of toys, uh, more Infinite ta- Halo toys have been announced. This is by Mega Bloks. There's yeah. three of them, and you best believe I'm buying be- all of them. No, no, You're all of them. I'm buying one of them. All of them. One. Of- <laughs> Why do you want me to buy them? I'm buying one of them. You're the collector. Have you seen this place? Have you seen this? Oh yeah, it's brand new this week. Look at that. Ooh, it changed up the set a little bit. We got the UNSC Infinity over there. Mega Bloks. It took me about ten hours to build that motherfucker right there. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker. Uh, it was spread across like four days. Yeah. I didn't do it all one day. But yeah, it's awesome. The top comes off. There's, there's a Master Chief Cortana and uh, um, what's his face? I know exactly what you're talking about yep. and I can't I can't of- fucking remember. <laughs> Oopsies. Oh, oh, oh. Um, that's besides the point. So there's three new Halo Infinite Mega Block sets that are coming. There's a Warthog, a Mongoose, and the big boy. The Pelican. The Pelican. That's the one you're buying. Oh, I'm buying it. That's to scale. 
based off of that stuff. It's right? 150 doll hairs. Oh gosh. Oh yeah. I'm excited though. I really Apparently want it fully opens up. What I really Sick. want is for them to announce a fourth item, which is the tank that can connect to the pelican. So you transport can, it. You can transport Ooh, it. Oh my! Shut up, Will. Because cool uh, I'm going to buy be? it then. How awesome would that It'd be? It'd be pretty though? dope. Uh, and then not only that, but they all have rebuilds. So the warthog rebuilds into a boat. Uh, the pelican rebuilds into a like a fire team base. Oh. And the mongoose rebuilds into a jet ski. Okay. Jet ski. Yeah, jet ski. Just to- well, there's always been rumors that there's going to be like water crafts. Sure. In Halo, there's yeah. Now. The question, the, the question that people are asking is, does this mean there's going to be watercrafts in Infinite? These are just rebuilds. These aren't necessarily things that are going to be in the game. The three things that are officially in the game are the Warthog, Pelican, and the Mongoose that it, these are based off. It's just you could use these parts to make Correct. this item. Absolutely. Hey, Will, guess what? Yeah. Speaking of toys, we have even more Halo Infinite toys were announced. This is by Wicked Cool Toys. And uh, there's a Master Chief, there, there's a Halo Infinite True Scale World of line of action figures. There's a Master Chief Grunt and Elite. They're there. And then um, they also have, there's there's plenty more as well. But the big and final one was the Spartan Collection Premium Helmet with refined details, working headlamps, and quality fit for a true Spartan. This helmet is the perfect addition to any Halo collection or cosplay. And this is just the beginning. Did they announce a price on that? No, but... We're buying them. Oh, God. It's, it's going to be expensive. We're buying them, obviously. We're not fucking dicking around. We're buying them. Premium hel- helmet with refined details. Jesus. Jesus. So, Maddie, on, on terms of microtransactions, Maddie states, I'm curious if it will be loot boxes or not, especially with some uh, countries like Belgium banning them because they consider it gambling. Mark states, as long as it's cool and stuff to buy, I'm all for the microtransactions. And then... um. Justin states, makes the visual stuff not worth anything if you can just buy it. And then High Tech states, I don't really mind the rec system, but I want more cosmetics tied to things like challenges, achievements, commendations, etc. And then, now speaking about the toys, Mark replied with, oh, I thought you were going to say the elephant. High Tech, is, high tech states, toot, toot. Oh, good callback to one of our old community play I dates. fucking loved that. Um, it was amazing. With the so going back to microtransactions, yeah, if it's stuff that you can earn in game or just buy, it does make earning it feel less important, right? Yes. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I hope it's not. It better not be loot boxes. What if it's like uh, what they're testing now in MCC? What if it's like a battle pass that you can sure progress through? Sure, you can buy the battle pass and upgrade your cosmetics that way see so here's here's what i'm gonna say uh fuck they were looking for that live service person you know yep and here's my only concern halo is not call of duty yep therefore I don't think a traditional battle pass in a sense where you have a free tier and a premium tier will work because it's not big enough. I think if they did a battle pass and they only had it free, but you ha- but that's like your motivation for your progression, mm-hmm. I'd be all for that. I agree. Because then you have your outline path of where you want to go, right? You don't have to pay for anything extra and then look like Fortnite and whatnot, right? You still have challenges and all that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be I'd be totally down for a battle pass type system if they didn't do a premium tier. 
just because I don't think Halo is big enough. And if you're trying to get more people to buy and play your game, I think that'd be leave a bad taste in people's mouths. I can agree with that. Okay. Um, Maddie seats free battle pass, but you can't, but you can buy credits to purchase next tier. Oh, that way you can purchase your way through the battle pass. But if you earned it, are we saying purchase with real money or yeah. purchase with only in-game credits that you earn through playing the game? He's saying buy credits to purchase next tier. So that means I think he'd say buy credits with money. Okay. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Purchase credits with real money. I need I to read better. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like it, but I would be okay with it because that way, like if spring season 2021 comes to an end and I haven't reached that final item for some reason and I really need it, I really want that cosmetic item, sure, let me buy it out. Okay. I'm in the same boat as you. I wouldn't like it, but uh, yeah. If I can say one thing that Halo can do better. So I used to buy a ton of cosmetics in Fortnite when I was playing the game. Yeah. I had a big issue when they had these limited releases and then all of a sudden a year down the road or six months down the road, they re-released that item. Make it purchasable once because like having that weapon skin or something like could show, hey, I was here from day one. I was here in the early game. Like that meant something to me in Fortnite, which was stupid. But like having those, those old school skins like made me feel like, yeah, I've been around since this started. And then when they re-released them in season seven or eight, it's like, no. Like, you guys just came into this game after all this time can now buy something that I got early on in the game. Can I add something to that? Sure. I would be fine with that. Only if it was able to be earned in the game, not purchased. Sure. Make it so you have to earn it. Well, that's what I'm saying. During that time frame and not be able to purchase it with real money. Well, say what it so that brings back to the Maddie's question. What if it was earnable during spring season 2021, but you in the battle buy, pass, in the battle pass, but you could buy out the battle pass, right? Like, would you be fine with that if it was only that See, time frame? That just sucks to me because I I I don't know. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth because. While person A may have enough money to buy it outright, person B might not. But at the same time, person B might also not have enough time to dedicate to get all the way there. Yeah, what I'm, sure. I guess what I'm thinking of is like a special event type thing. Yeah. Not necessarily tied to a battle pass, but like a, a one-off event where in this time frame, if you do this specific thing or play for this however long or whatever, or if it's a community challenge, Right like Destiny will do and so on and so forth, where if the whole community does something and gets this many kills in this time frame or whatever it is, then everybody who played during that time frame will get this exclusive thing that's only available right now, never to be released again. And you can say, I was there for that community event. Sure, I like that a lot. Okay. Yeah, it's just, it, it's hard for me because, like having a kid and whatnot, I don't have the time to dedicate to playing as much as I'd obviously like to, right? Sure. But I also don't want to have to spend money on it. To get it. Yeah. It's it's just, it's hard. It's like a give and take. Yeah, it's hard. But we talk about all the time. Businesses are in the field to make money. Right. They might. Way to make money is by putting out my fucking real microtransactions out there. So, whatever. Anything else you want to add before we move on? No. All right, so there's a matchmaking update. Spring 2020 season. This is by Zayden Fell over on HaloWaypoint.com. 
there's a lot of information in the article. Go read it. It's about CSR uh, gains and losses, depending upon wins and losses in the spring 2020 season that's coming up. So go ahead and check that out. And then they also changed how like partying is going to work with Onyx players and so on and so forth. So make sure to check out that article. Next up, we have the Halo community update by... Uh-oh. Unishek. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Hell yeah. Uh, HaloWaypoint.com. Halo 5 Guardians, February and March calendar. In February, we have double XP and doubles all month, which is still going on. Mythic Rumble replaces default free-for-all in February, which is still going on. Um, February 20th, Griffball rotates in for Community Slayer, so that's going on right now. And then February 27th, we have Action Sack rotates in for Griffball, and Warzone Turbo goes live for the weekend. On March 5th, Spring 2020 season arena spring 2020 arena season begins and mythic arena rotates in for ranked for March and halo 2 BR Slayer rotates in for action sack all taking place on the same day. Therefore, I'm going to say this right now. Um, March 5th is a Thursday. So March 6th, which is a Friday, our community play date will be structured around ranked mythic in halo five. Oh gosh. Because I'm anxious to see how many people come back to it. Because I think we'll be able to find games pretty quickly. So on and so forth. Mark, that's a great idea. We should probably get that. Um, We'll get that set up. Yeah. My bad. I've been busy. Bot incoming. Yes, bot incoming. Goalie Cyber, have a great night. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you, bud. And then on March 12th, Castle Wars rotates in for Halo 2 BR Slayer and Warzone Assault goes live for the weekend. On March 19th, Triple Team rotates in for Castle Wars. And finally, on the 26th of March, we have Core Play rotates in for Triple Team and Warzone Turbo goes live for the weekend. And then, Warzone Firefight. So, they're combining Legendary and Heroic Warzone Firefight into one Warzone Firefight playlist, and they'll leave Mythic Warzone Firefight up permanently, bringing three playlists to two. Okay. Have fun. Next, Halo MCC flight has been extended. This is by Postums on Twitter, and I quote, PSA, the flight is getting extended and updated. Currently gathering info on the next planned update. For now, the flight will remain online. Tomorrow, we will be sending an email to flight participants with details about the extension and the update for February's PC flight. Breaking news. So, I got that email. Um, It's being extended until Friday this week. Okay. So, there's that, and then there's an update out if you have the flight. So, go ahead and download the update. All right, and the final news story of the week. It's a big boy. My throat fucking hurts. So here we go. Take a drink before you start. I don't have any fucking water left, dude. Oh. Well, then. I feel like I'm in a desert, you know, and they have a, like, canteen, and they're, like, trying to fucking shake it in their mouth, you know? That was, like, that was a really (laughs) bad, that was a really bad, like... Oh man! Don't Hopefully nobody. That. No, please don't. Hopefully nobody does. Um, um no. Uh, do, would you like me to run and get you a bottle of water? No, you're fine. This okay. is this is the last part of it. Right. So Maddie says, "GIF incoming or GIF incoming." Did you see on Twitter today or on social media in general? No. GIF, the peanut butter company. Yeah. They put out information as like how to pronounce GIF and GIF and which one it actually is. Because they're putting out tubs of peanut butter that also have the hard G. So like G-I-F and J-I-F. Really? Yeah, they're coming out with it. I'm not joking. Interesting. It's a legitimate thing that they're doing. I know. 
All right. And then Hightech states, uh, Mythic Rumble seems to be doing pretty well. I've been finding games pretty fast, so hopefully Mythic Arena will be the same. I agree. Hopefully it does. Also, for those who are tuning in right now live, in 36 minutes, 36 minutes. Oh, yeah, 36 minutes. The Mantra sweatshirt sale will go live. 96 sweatshirts available, all signed by all four members of the roster. So check it out. I'm going to try to comp one. We'll see. Uh, what is it? Mantra. What's their website? I don't know what their website is. I just know what their Twitter is. It's at Mantra Esports. Well, I'm, I'm just letting you know. I'm letting the folks know. Okay. Okay. They got to they have a site somewhere to buy this stuff. Well, or they'll link it out. Ooh, good good point. Yeah. I imagine. Link, I hope they fucking link it out because they didn't include a link in the main tweet. Whatever. Um, okay. The final news story of the week. What you can expect from the next generation of gaming. This is by Phil Spencer, head of Xbox. News.xbox.com. Here we go. The future of gaming has never been more inspiring. Creativity in games is flourishing. New services empower you to discover more games and bring you closer into the games and creators and streamers you love. The cloud creates a massive opportunity to stream console quality games and play with the people you want wherever you want. What are you, what are you smiling about? I'm just cloud gaming. Uh, oh, we're, we're just scratching the surface okay. here. Okay. Go, go for it. Wait, it's it. <laughs> we have to wait and see. I'm going to turn away so you don't see my reactions and pause. <laughs> and for many of us, nothing is more inspiring than the dawn of a new console generation. Give me a smile, Will. <laughs> we know you expect the next generation of consoles to set new standards and graphical power and processing speed, converging together in games that look incredible and feel alive. This will be defined by worlds that are visually astounding and immediately immersive with innovative leaps in CPU, GPU, and storage technology to give you frictionless access to new stories and new creators constantly. Man, does this sound like PR bullshit. Oh my God. Okay. That's what he does. Oh, I know. I don't blame him. He's doing his job. We've been using Xbox Series X in our internal take-home program and are energized by the feedback we've been receiving. At Xbox, we value being open and transparent with you, and I'm proud to be able to share details about some of the technologies we are enabling for the next generation and look forward to boldly sharing more as we head towards E3. First, a superior balance of power and speed. Compared to the previous generation, Xbox Series X represents a superior balance of power and speed in console design, advancing on all technological fronts to delivering amazing, dynamic, living worlds and minimize any aspects that can take you out of the experience. Our job at Team Xbox is to give teams the tools they need to achieve their ambitions and tap into the console's power with efficiency, a few of which we're detailing today. Raw power is just part of the story. Next Generation Custom Processor The Xbox Series X is our most powerful console ever, powered by the, our custom design pro processor leveraging AMD's latest Zen 2 and RDNA 2 architectures. Delivering four times the processing power of an Xbox One and enabling developers to leverage 12 teraflops of GPU performance, twist that of an Xbox One X and more than eight times the original Xbox One. Oh, twice that of an Xbox One X. So it's twice as powerful as an Xbox One X on paper. Xbox Series X delivers a true generational leap in processing and graphical power with cutting-edge techniques resulting in higher frame rates, larger, more sophisticated game worlds, and an immersive experience unlike anything seen in console gaming. Variable Rate Shading Our patented form of VRS emp empowers developers to more efficiently utilize the full power of the Xbox Series X. 
Rather than spending GPU cycles uniformly to every single pixel on the screen, they can prioritize individual effects on specific game characters or important environmental objects. This technique results in more stable frame rates and higher resolution with no impact on the final image quality. And hardware-accelerated DirectX ray tracing. You can, expect, you can expect more dynamic and realistic environments powered by the hardware-accelerated DirectX ray tracing, a first for console gaming. This means true-to-life lighting, accurate reflections, and realistic acoustics in real time as you explore the game world. Cool. So, on paper, it's twice as powerful as an Xbox One X. Immersion in an instant. The next console generation will be defined by more playing and less waiting. And when play begins, we know many gamers demand ultra-low latency to be as immersed and precise as possible. To this end, the team analyzed every step between player and game, from controller to console to display, and asked how we could make it faster. SSD storage. With our next generation SSD, nearly every aspect of playing games is improved. Game worlds are larger, more dynamic, and load in a flash, and fast travel is just that. Fast. You know what I bet it is? I bet it's an NVMe SSD. It ain't next generation shit. Moving on. Quick resume. The new quick resume feature lets you continue multiple games from a suspended state almost instantly, returning you to where you were and what you were doing without waiting through long loading screens. Cool. This is like having multiple apps running and then you can just switch between games yep. if they're digital. Yep. So right now you can do this with one game at a time on the current Xbox One and the PlayStation 4. So being able to do it with multiple, I don't know why the fuck you would, but I guess it's cool. It works already, so I'm happy about that. Yeah. Dynamic latency input. We're optimizing latency in the player-to-console pipeline, starting with our Xbox wireless controller, which leverages our high-bandwidth proprietary wireless connection protocol when connected to the console. With dynamic latency input, a new feature which synchronizes input immediately with what is displayed, controls are even more precise and responsive. So this reminds me of like the light speed technology with Logitech. So Logitech, Logitech has their patented light speed technology with their mice and uh, the keyboards where it's basically zero input delay. Yeah. Or it's, it's, you can't, you just can't notice it. Right. So it seems like they're, they're doing some type of that technology with their wireless technology with their controllers, which is fantastic. Right. That's awesome. When you're talking about enhancing graphics and enhancing all these other items that they're going to be visually seen, you have to have a controller and input latency that matches that. Absolutely. So good to see they, they obviously they're going to look at that. All right. HDMI 2.1 innovation. We've partnered with the HDMI forum and TV manufacturers to enable the best gaming experience through features such as auto low latency mode and variable refresh rate. ALLM, auto low latency mode, allows Xbox One and Xbox Series X to automatically set the connected display to its lowest latency mode. VRR, variable refresh rate, synchronizes the display's refresh rate to the game's frame rate, maintaining smooth visuals without tearing, ensuring minimal lag in the most responsive gaming experience. For those who don't know, auto low latency mode is a feature on smart TVs. Um, they're trickling down into the lower end TVs as well. So it's a feature where you, based off of the standard of the HDMI port, if you plug in a console or a device that is auto latency compatible, the TV will automatically, or display, will automatically recognize it and switch it to that mode. Kind of like a game mode, but not, yeah, kind of, but not really. Then, for those who don't know, variable refresh rate, uh, for those who don't know, G-Sync, with um, NVIDIA graphics cards 
And so G-Sync is that for NVIDIA, and then FreeSync is that for AMD. It's the same technology. There you go. And it's also coming to TVs as well. So LG OLEDs have that built in. Um, and then there are other TVs that are going to be coming down the pipeline. I believe Samsung TVs have it as well. Not all models. So check the model that you have, see if you're able to do it. And that's that. And then 120 FPS support. With support for up to 120 FPS, Xbox Series X allows developers to exceed standard XPS output in favor of heightened realism or fast-paced action. Okay. Notice there how it says support up to 120 FPS. It does not say support of up to 120 FPS in 4K because you ain't getting that. That would be difficult. Yep. You ain't fucking getting that. Not for a $500, $600 console. No way. The next generation of game compatibility. And this is where I want to talk the most about this. Okay. The benefits in the next console generation extend to every direction, bringing greater visual fidelity and improved loading speeds to your existing game legacy in addition to new games. We're continuing our commitment to compatibility with Xbox Series X and investing in technology that makes game ownership easier across generations. Four generations of gaming. Our commitment to compatibility means existing Xbox One games, including backward compatible Xbox 360 and original Xbox games, look and play better than ever before. Your favorite games, including titles and Xbox Game Pass, benefit from steadier frame rates, faster load times, and improved resolution and visual fidelity, all with no developer work required. Your Xbox One gaming accessories also come forward with you. And the big one, smart delivery. This technology empowers you to buy a game once and know that whether you're playing it on Xbox One or Xbox Series X, you are getting the right version of the game on whatever Xbox you're playing on. We're making the commitment to use smart delivery on our, all of our exclusive Xbox Game Studio titles, including Halo Infinite, ensuring you only have to purchase the title once in order to play the best available version for whichever Xbox console they choose to play on. This technology is available for all developers and publishers, and they can choose to use it for their titles that will release on Xbox One first and come to Xbox Series X later. So, CD Projekt Red put out a tweet that states, Gamers should never be forced to purchase the same game twice or pay for upgrades. Owners of Cyberpunk 2077 for Xbox One will receive the Xbox Series X upgrade for free when available. Will, I'm going to ask a question. Now, I get it. I get it 100% why this is technically a big deal. Because they are completely separate consoles. These are completely separate console generations. I get it. But when I read this, and again, I'm talking about PR shit right now, this honestly just sounds to me like, hey, remember how the Xbox One X came out and everybody put out free updates for their games to, for increased visual fidelity or performance? They're doing the same thing. This is the same thing. It's the same thing. Except this is now separate console generations. So I get that this is a big deal in a sense. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I was getting at there. Is it a big deal? Is it as big a deal as they're making it out to be? I guess that's my question. Well, I don't know. I feel like not every game, like what, what game did I have when I switched over to from the 360 to the to the Xbox One, mm-hmm. right? Like I couldn't just transfer over my Assassin's Creed data that I know of. 
I had a uh, black flag. I played, I got I'm probably still sitting at like 97% on my um, 360. I never went back to finish it and I really wanted to. Sure. Um, I purchased it. Well, I believe you got it for me on the Xbox one and I played it. I got through most of it. I completed the story again and I was like, I really don't want to go around and get hundred percent everything that I, I had already done on my 360. Yeah. Same game, same. Um, I do love the game, but I, I just wish like that would have been an easy transfer over and I would have been able to play again. So if they're making it available for more developers to include their games in that, sure. Um, I, I get why they're making it a big deal, but I, you're saying that it had already existed because it happened with some games beforehand. Now it's on these developers to jump on board and do this. Um, let's hope it actually sticks and more people do it. All right. Thank you. And then Xbox Game Pass. In addition to games from across four generations of consoles, our leading game subscription service, Xbox Game Pass, will continue to have our first-party games like Halo Infinite included at their launch. We'll look forward to millions of you experiencing the Xbox Game Pass portfolio and immersing yourselves in the deep library of high-quality games, playing those you love now, and also discovering your next great adventure. And then finally, a generation with players at the center. Xbox Series X is our fastest, most powerful console ever, designed for a console generation that has you at its center. This means a high-fidelity gaming experience enclosed in a quiet and bold design with the ability to discover thousands of games across four generations, all with more playing and less waiting. Whether it's empowering amazing creators at our 15 Xbox Game Studios, fueling game discovery with Xbox Game Pass, or expanding what and where you play with Project xCloud, Team Xbox stands for frictionless pathways between players and the best experiences our remarkable art form has to offer. Xbox Series X represents the same commitment to our, for our players who want immediate immersion in games that also look and feel better than ever. We can't wait to share more details about the new Xbox with you in the coming months. I wonder if Phil hates saying the word Xbox. Because he says it so much. God damn. You know, they got to put out their PR statement to get people excited for the console. This is, you're right, this is exactly what it is, but we're getting yeah. some news on some features and what's coming out. No, it's fine. I like it. I'm glad we got it. I'm glad we got it. Just remember, folks, on paper, it's twice as powerful as a 1X. On paper. We'll see what happens when we get it. Uh, we, have yes. to, we have to wait and see again. We will. We always have to wait and see. We do. It's bullshit. I want it now. <laughs> I mean, it's my he, Xbox and I want it now. Didn't he say he has one at his house? Call Phil Spencer. Had no Xbox now. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Okay. I'm done. Um, oh, fuck me. All right. That's it for the regular news, Will. Oh, gosh. We went that long. We did go news. that long. Uh, which means it's time for me and my raspy throat for Will's Adventures Within the Yep. And mainly other games, too. <laughs> Unfortunately, what? not a lot going on in Halo right now for me. It's okay. What'd you, what'd you play? What would you um, play? I've been playing more Tarkov. Yes. My game of choice right now. Yes. It's fun. I enjoy it. Yes. Um, and then the main one. So I went to the watch party for Call of Duty this weekend. Yes, you did. Got excited. I was with my friend Joey. We went back. Uh, we had a little like Tarkov land party at his house on Friday night. Okay. Not true land because you still have to connect over internet and whatnot. <laughs> but um, we went back and he was like, "Man, I really want to play some Modern Warfare now." Like, okay, well, what we usually do is jump into gunfights. So what we did, um, we joined a few of their. So they have 
a thing where you can join an online tournament in Modern Warfare. Okay. For a 2v2 gunfight. Sure. So we joined three. We joined three of them, I believe. And we lost all in the first round. And I was like, crap. I, was, I just turned to Joey and I'm like, man, you're not playing like you normally play. And he's like, yeah, I feel off. Yeah, step your fucking game up, Joey. Well, basically, what I, I kind of <laughs> was telling him. But um, he's like, you know what? It's like, I, I didn't brush my teeth today. So he went and fucking brushed his teeth, right? I'm like, what does that have to do with gaming ability? So, okay. Right, dude goes and brushes his teeth. He comes back. We join the next tournament. And it starts off a little rocky. We're down. So it's each match is, you know, it's six. First of six rounds wins. Yeah. So we go down 5-3. I'm like, all right, here we go again. We're going to lose. I had somewhere to be. Uh, my, birth, yeah, your daughter, yeah. Birthday party. Yep. Which we were only, okay, event started at 1. We showed up at like one ten. We weren't that late. But um, we we just, we came back in that first round. Something something clicked. We ended up winning 6-5 six to, six to five and moved on to the next round. Okay. Um, we then, we, we beat a team like 6-1. I mean, I'm trying to think. There was a game... It was either that game or the next game. Um, so for let's, re, let's go back. So it's a 16-team bracket. Okay. So you know, you have your four quadrants that come together on each side. So you only had to play technically four matches to win. Um, so first one, you know, super close, law, almost lost, came back and won it. Um, next game, I believe, is the game that I went 8-0. That's I, insane. And oh no no it wasn't the, it was the next one so we won the next game six to one we go into the third the third matchup the semifinals to go to the finals and the team we were facing was had won every single one of their matchups six and zero oh. like they just steamrolled we're like oh crap um, match starts off uh, we win the first we the, win the first one and we're like okay. Like we 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 got a round on these guys. They hadn't lost a round yet. Yep. Um. And so another thing too, just to preface, I had muted game chat because I don't want to hear people talking. But yeah. Joey didn't. I could hear them talking pregame before. I don't know what they were saying, but they were you know they were trying to act all tough and whatnot. So we just go. I go in silent. He Joey goes in silent. So we start playing. We won the first round. We're like, all right. Yeah. Um. Won the next one. Then we get snipers, and I hit, like, the most insane flick shot on the dude, and I just yelled in Joey's basement. Like, I was like, ha! Just, like, I, I killed the guy because I usually snipers isn't my strong suit. Sure. I was I was excited. Um, so I go 8-0. Joey goes, like, like, he only died once. So after the match, like, of course, Joey gets a little excited. And he gets back on the mic. He's like, huh? Didn't lose a single round until this one. What? Like six and oh, what? So he's just talking crap. He's hyped. We're like fist bumping after every round win. We go into the final round and it's on our least favorite map, which is the showers. Um, I played the best I'd ever played on that map. I don't know what it was. Change of strategy. Just were feeling, hyped up. Com- feeling confident. But we ended up winning that 16 team 2v2 gunfight tournament. You get some in-game loot. Um, and we yeah we won that final match six to one six rounds to one it felt really good that's fucking awesome um I just hitting insane shots that I normally didn't hit um and I could tell so when we were facing that six and out the 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 semifinals with the team that was 
beat everyone six and oh. Yeah. Um, I told myself, I was like, just be confident in your shot. I said it out loud, like, just be confident. And I just ended up going off. You were confident in your I shot. Was, I was like, all right, we got this. And then uh, yeah, yeah, I ended up winning the finals. Um, it's my only, my second ever tournament I've ever won. The first one was the Halo Bowl. And now I have a 2v2 gunfight uh, Modern Warfare tournament. You're becoming belt. a professional Call of Duty player. Uh, probably not. Yep, you're becoming probably a professional not. Call of Duty player now. But it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun uh, going for it. And, um, yeah, the tournament ran. I, I honestly thought we were getting bounced in the first round again. So I was like, yeah, Joey, I'll play another, like, even after we got beat. So, yeah, brushing his teeth and then me just, like, oh, buckling down. Jesus we got Christ. it. It worked. That's awesome. And that's those are the only two games I think I played this week. Oh, unless you want to count uh, – uh, Slither on my phone. Slither.io. We'll count it. Okay. Perfect. That's, that's <laughs> a game's it. a game, you know? Sure. Sweet. What about you, sir? So I played Final Fantasy fourteen. I completed the main story quest in the base game. Now I'm doing patch content and expansion shit. So woo! Fun. Q times suck. They do? For the last two main story quests of the base game, I had to wait in two half-hour-long queues Ouch. to get into the mission. It was fucking annoying. But yep. whatever. Then I play Pokemon Sword and Shield, and I'm just catching Pokemon. I'm not progressing the main story at all. It's just like catching Pokemon. It's fucking awesome. And then the Halo CE flight. Yeah. So I played with Dom, got matched up both with and against Ogre 1, and won both times. So yep. one with him on the team and one against him. I posted in Discord. I was like, Josh is the new CE GOAT. Yep. Ogre one got fucked. I'm just, I'm just kidding. It was I, I, his teammates were not the best in that game that we won. So but we were so surprised it was, that it happened. It was his teammates that brought him down. Basically, then. yeah. Uh, I just couldn't believe sucks. it though. I was like, the fact that sure, how the fuck does that happen? That's pretty awesome. Beat the one of the best at the game at at his own game. So there's that. That's all I played. All right, that's it. Well, it's time for some shoutouts. What a perfect soundbite because we got birthday celebrations. First and foremost, happy birthday to Trevor Vobble. Yes, thank you for including that. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't fucking miss that for the world. So, happy birthday, Trevor. Happy birthday, Elamite. Happy birthday, Halo Wars 2. These are all belated, by the way. And then, um, also, happy belated birthday to my daughter. Yesterday was. Yes, yesterday. Yes, yesterday she turned one year old. Happy birthday to her. Ooh. I hope you never listen to this. <laughs> that's that's what I'm gonna say. Um Yeah. That's it for the shoutouts. It's time for some community creations. So I'm gonna take out officially Meme Saturday. It can go fucking die. Because <laughs> we have, like Will mentioned a long time ago, Halo memes every day. Every day. Every day. Over on reddit.com forward slash r forward slash halo maymays. So go ahead and check them out. Then we have clips of the week number 42. This is by High Tech Redneck. It's YouTube link. Check it out in the show notes. It'll be there. We have how strong should Halo Infinite's Magnum be? This is by uh, Proximity over on YouTube's. That's such a. Oh, that question's so determined. It's loaded. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even going to go. We've gone long on enough. Gone on long enough. This could be a, like a topic for another day where we di- deep dive on that. That's There's so many uh, questions I have with that, que- with that question. Awesome. Then we have 
MCC Stats website is officially live. This is by Tommy Cost. Check it out. You enter your gamer tag, you get your stats in the MCCs. It's fucking dope. Pretty cool. It's and it's free. DreamHack Anaheim highlights Halo Reach. It's by Paradise Halo. Check it out. It's a great video. Then this is a big one here. So we have a classic Halo montage collection. It's a tweet by Dutchie. If you don't remember Dutchie, Dutchie had been making content for a long time when it comes to Halo. So this is his tweet. The biggest classic Halo montage collection, 230 gigs, 2,000 plus videos, is going offline in about 14 days. If you have any favorite videos from between 2004 and 2011, now's your last chance to download them. Damn. I'm going to download them. It's a lot. There, And also, I believe I saw a reply to the tweet where it's currently being hosted, so it might not be taken down anytime soon. Oh. But in the event it is... Get them all you can. Yeah, get them all you can. Then we have Building a Spartan, Making Master Chief's Armor. This is by 343 Industries. It's a YouTube link. Check it out. We have Halo at the 2020 New York Toy Fair. Remember, we talked about toys earlier. Well, this is a video explaining the toys. This is by Halo Cannon. Check it out. We have Dream Happy Anaheim 2020 Photos. This is by Vexeny. It's a Flickr link. Check it out. And then finally, we have, and this was just earlier today, a custom Halo 5 Battle Royale. Curious. It's a custom game type and map that was made using Halo 5's Forge, which is very extensive. And I included a link to the tweet, which will include links to the game type and the map. Check them out. That's what I'll say. And Will, that does it for the community creations. My throat is fucking shot. Yeah. Therefore, without further ado, please plug the show. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HGS Pro Talk. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as well. Leave us a review and let others know about the show. You can join the Discord, join the community discussion. Josh talked about it earlier. A lot of great things going on there. Check it out. We have our Xbox Club or Spartan Company. Search for us on Halo Waypoint. We have a Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, our YouTube channel, Twitch, and Esportspedia. Search HGS Pro Talk on your favorite site. And Josh, what do you have on the next episode? We're going to have a real topic. On the show? Real topic. A real topic. I said there was going to be one for this week, but, you know. Dream hack. Dream hack happened. That's, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there will be a real one next week. All right. I don't and know what it's going to be yet, so. We do look for feedback on the topic in the Discord. We'll look for community uh, thought and input on that topic. So, if in you're interested, join the Discord. Topic suggestions thread. Yeah. Put it in there. Well, I'm saying, like. Well, yeah, we take topic suggestions, but we also talk about the topic before the show oh, yeah, yeah, goes yeah. live so we can put community feedback into the show. Yes, absolutely. Add to the discussion. Uh, I, I think that's it, Will. Yeah, my voice is gone, man. Dude, I'm fucking right there with you. Uh, nine minutes from now, the Mantra sweatshirt thing will go live. So, But uh, I guess I'll just say... Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 115 of HCS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week where we talk about probably some more Halo stuff. And uh, please don't stop events on us. No. Please don't. Please let them keep going till the end of time. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for us. We'll see you next week. But until then, bye-bye.